Hey, it's Sunday. You know what time it is. It's time for episode 105, episode of 100, 105 episodes of Clemente's Corner. It's great to be here. I had on Jeremy Delara, very talented guy. He's been a guest probably three or four times. He's part of a uh, band. Well, it's his own band, Native Crowds probably heard of him i'll play some music from him he's an awesome guy we talked a lot about life kanye west we touched um on a lot of things you know he's an interesting fellow and we had a good time shared some laughs shared some tears maybe you know not physically but like in our mind in my heart you know happy tears tears of happiness anyway i hope you have a good thanksgiving this will be the last episode i post before thanksgiving unless i'm decided to like do a solo one i might do a solo podcast i've been debating it i just don't know if i can talk that long you know like i can barely talk this long and i'm already bored you know <laughs> just kidding um but yeah have, have a happy thanksgiving come out to the black friday show yeah it's a stand-up comedy on black friday 9 p.m r&r bar that's i don't know what the r&r stands for I don't think it's rest and relaxation. Anyway, that's the next show coming up. Be there. I'll be out of town for the open mic, unfortunately, Wednesday. But, you know, go out to the open mic, support the local art scene. Because the art scene's dope. Hey, you know who else in the art scene? Jeremy Delara, a.k.a. Native Crowds. He was a great guest. This song is called Find Yourself. that you still want to try to be my friend but you don't want to say yes to the things that you promise we each said our I do Wanna change the rules? Do you think you'll find yourself in the arms of someone else? And you said you needed some time. just talked about so. now we're starting okay. but pete holmes yeah pete, guy. yeah he's great a good podcast. great right in the middle of a conversation is the best time to start a podcast mm-hmm. and they're just like oh, what were they talking about exactly mm-hmm. i have it's mysterious every time mm-hmm. i start my podcast so you do the opposite of what most people like to do which is leave cliffhangers at the end of an episode mm-hmm. you start an episode with yeah. a cliffhanger but there's no resolution no resolution never explained yeah should have been there yeah should have subscribed to my patreon accidentally kicked the dog Oh, sorry, sorry, Gretchen. It's a fun name. Great, that's a great name. I like when dogs have human names. My dog's name is Chad. <laughs> it's actually Chad Michael Furry. That's hilarious. Yeah, Chad Michael. Chad Furry. Michael Furry, the infamous star of um, 
One Tree Hill. Is it One Tree Hill that Chad Michael Murray was in? I don't remember. I don't even know, man. Like, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Is that the guy that, like, went to celebrity rehab? Am I thinking of the right person? No, probably not. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he did. Did he go to... You know, all those guys, all those people from like the mid, late '90s, early 2000s, are were all kind of messed oh, up. Oh no, it's not that guy. Never mind. That guy's in that movie. I think it's called like Wax Museum with Paris Hilton. Yeah, Justin. Is Timberlake, he in that? Maybe? I don't know if Justin Timberlake was in that. Oh, maybe I just get him mixed up with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Generic blonde white boy. He's been in movies though. He has been in movies, but yeah, my dog's name's Chad Michael Furry. I had a cat named uh, Rosario Pawson. Mm, I don't know that one. Rosario Dawson from... Um, was she in Daredevil? Was that the main girl? I think that's her. I think that's her. Rosario Dawson. Daredevil. Yeah, the the TV show. The, oh, okay. I the nurse. Talked, I thought you were talking about the movie with Ben Affleck. Oh, no. That's Jennifer Garner. Yeah, I was going to say that's different. No, that guy was in House of Wax. Okay, he was in House of Wax. And he was in Freaky Friday. Chris Hardwick was in uh, House of Wax. No, he wasn't. He was in House of a Thousand Corpses. Was he? Yeah. Wow. I watched that movie. I don't remember, but yeah. I don't think I knew who he was at that point. So oh, He's in one of those house movies that's scary. Smart House. Yes. That's it. <laughs> now on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Terrifying. Have you got Disney+, Plus yet? No. Um, funny story. I don't think she listens to the podcast, but so my ex-wife, we were, we're still kind of friends, and uh, I was, I messaged her about Disney Plus, because she had posted on her story about it. Some, uh, I guess she was watching Kim Possible. And I was like, hell yeah. And she's like, yeah, I know, right? She's like, by the way, if you want, I, I said, I, I think I need to get it. And she's like, by the way, you could just use mine. So I have my ex, my ex-wife's Disney Plus login. Nice. And I'm like, dope. It's a beautiful life. You know, if, if that's all that I got out of this divorce, <laughs> it's worth it. She got happy stuff. She got Disney. Yeah, she got a lot, and I uh, I got <laughs> Disney Plus. And the dog. Mm-hmm. So well, that's nice. Next year, they're going to come out with Disney Squared. So. <laughs> Disney Squared. What's Disney Squared? It's like, you know, plus, plus. Plus, plus. Squared. So, I'm trying to think what would be on Disney Squared. It's just exclusively that one really racist cartoon that they made. Yeah, all the racist stuff they cut out. Yeah. Bringing it back. Yeah, it's like FXX, but it's Disney <laughs> Squared. Disney Squared After Dark. It's pretty phenomenal. They have Simpsons on that network. They do? Yeah, they got, since they own, uh, Disney owns Fox oh, Entertainment, they have, I think, the entire catalog of The Simpsons on Disney+. Plus. So that means they have King of the Hill, too. They don't have King of the Hill yet. They just have The Simpsons. Oh, whack. But I think they're probably slowly working into having all of those things once, like, Hulu's... Does that mean Disney gets a piece of Family Guy? No. I don't know how that works. I don't know how. I just know... Well, because they bought... I think a lot of Disney's plan to buy Fox was because that, in turn, would give them the rights to Mm X-Men and all the Marvel properties that Fox has owned for over two decades now. And so that way they can start introducing because they've exhausted the Marvel stuff they have now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, let's actually make a good X Men film. Let's buy Fox and do it, which is a baller ass move. Is that what's happening right now? Well, I I'm sure they're working on it. Yeah. Um, I just feel like we need like a a break mm-hmm. from from superheroes just for a little bit. No, I feel that we can bring them back, but we've superheroed the shit out of everything. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of it. Um. Like I, I typically go see 
Marvel films like at least at least three times when it's in theaters. Really? But Endgame was so damn long that I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't invest. That's nine hours yeah. of my life. It sounds like a job. It does sound like a job. <laughs> I wish I could get paid to do that. I've given them so much of my money. I feel like they could afford a little bit. I think I've only seen the very first Avengers. There's four, right? Uh yeah, there is four. Yeah, see. So and then Civil War is tech. The third Captain America film is technically an Avengers movie too, because all of them are in it. I think I watched some of that. I don't know. It's pretty good. I think Winter Soldier is the best. The best one. That's what everyone says. It's it's so, it's a solid movie. You took away all the superhero stuff. It's it feels like still a really great movie. It's just like a good political thriller of like government watching people trying to saying they're protecting people but is it really protection or is it tyranny it's interesting that is interesting and it was like right around the time like i think the political climate was pretty similar or they were having conversations about that the patriot act yeah very much so so it was just kind of like we were having those questions and conversations already and then a comic book movie sort of echoing that idea so interesting yeah it's pretty great need to watch it maybe it's it's a good one started it and I was just—it just felt corny at the beginning. Well, and I'm that, really cynical. <laughs> no, that's fair. You're a comedian. You kind of have to be. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, I guess yeah. Mo- most comics, I feel like it's—it's it's sort of a, mm-hmm. it's a, um, it's it comes with the pack, the starter pack of, the here are the tools you need to. Yeah. I mean, be it, funny. It makes sense to think that way, but I also feel like it hinders me because I can't just sit and enjoy mm-hmm. a movie. You mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah ignorantly as i used to as a child sure ignorant is probably not the right word but you know what i mean no yeah (laughs) ignorant ignorantly works though i feel like ignorant has such a poor like negative connotation Mm -hmm. it just means you don't have knowledge about something Mm -hmm. but we're like don't be fucking ignorant yeah it's like an insult uh, been talking to like videographers and like Mm -hmm. film directors and stuff so now i'm just like noticing that i'm like picking up on angles mm-hmm. in movies that i've never done that before yeah it's pretty cool fun stuff did you see joker yeah i thought that movie was filmed beautifully it was incredible yeah the music and everything yeah every every bit of that movie was was um incredible did you watch it three times i did not watch it three times i watched it twice at least mm-hmm. i've been wanting to watch it twice people have posted that clip of him spoiler alert him on the late show yeah 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 yeah, and i've seen it on twitter a couple of times and it's still like like makes me uncomfortable it's you know? <laughs> yeah it's still shocking yeah. yeah i the thing for me is watching it so watching it twice i had a different i i i looked at the characters through different lenses each time that i watched it the first time i watched it as this guy losing his mind mm-hmm. or he was already he had already lost his mind but something ta- like something flipped and it activated Mm -hmm. the second time i watched it i watched it through the lens of oh no he planned all of this this was all calculated like him even playing this Mm -hmm. sort of um everything that he says that he is in the at the late show right when he's like what do you get when you mix a whatever whatever outcast who's like all of that stuff he says that intentionally Mm -hmm. i think he says that intentionally to to rise get a rise out of all the people Mm -hmm. that are out on the streets who feel that way because you don't really know how like self-aware he is about it yeah so that's until that moment yeah and even then i think i i I think that piece of dialogue felt so on the nose just like this is kind of weak writing compared to everything else that's happened in the movie Mm. that it's like maybe like 
that's on purpose. Yeah. Like he's, he knows that this is gonna start something that he wanted mm-hmm. to start from the beginning. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's, if it follows any storyline of the Joker, it has to, it has to be right. deliberate to an extent. Right. He's like a mastermind. Yeah. And you don't really see that in the movie. I think that's what turned a lot of people off was because it was, it didn't seem like it was, he was at that point of being like a criminal. Right. You, you felt kind of sympathetic yeah. towards him. And the first time it's like, I could see where that happened. The second time I'm like, oh no, he's intentionally trying. Like in this weird way, in the movie is playing the part of the Joker and trying to make us feel sympathetic for him. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that's a tool he's using to continue doing what he wants to do. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was beautiful. Yeah, no, it was, it, despite all of that and everybody's frustration with it and, Oh, um, all the incel argument and all of that stuff. And just like, despite all of that, it was just a really well shot movie. Absolutely. And that whole incel thing was totally blown up for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was for sure. So. Which is good. I'm glad nobody dressed like the Joker and shot anyone yet. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that is true. Did They didn't, they didn't show it, show that movie in Aurora though. Yeah, I heard that's that. what I heard. They were like, "We don't, we don't want that." I probably wouldn't either. If I, that's, <laughs> no, that's fair. If yeah, I live there. <laughs> yeah, because the Dark Knight wasn't even close to that type of insanity. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but the the Joker, Heath Ledger Joker, was still like diabolical evil, but it was like a different level. Mm-hmm. Less uh, murderous, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was more. Yeah, it was. It was more. Uh, so like Jack Nicholson's was more like a mob boss, mm-hmm. where Heath Ledger was more like um, like legit chaos, mm-hmm. like just outright anarchy for the sake of anarchy, and uh, and then Jared Leto's was I don't know what that was. I think he was trying to be a, a mob boss. Yeah, it was almost like corny though. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad for the guy. I think Jared Leto's a pretty smart dude. No, he's a great actor. But that movie definitely suffered. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. Suicide Squad just felt like forced mm-hmm. and unnecessary. Well, it was like on the <laughs> tail end of Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're like, mm-hmm. "We're gonna do that, but with bad guys," mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It would have been cool to see that Jared Leto's Joker explored more, but mm-hmm. he didn't really feel like a psychopath. He just no. He just felt like he's sold drugs and shot people, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like a rapper. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a rapper. He had all the face tattoos. He was like Post Malone before Post Malone was a thing. <laughs> Except Post Malone seems like the nice guy. Like if you had like a um two fa- like a two sided version, you have like the the chaos and the you know, the good and the bad. They're they're two of the same coin. Yes. Good stuff. But no, like the whole like mental health like falling into insanity mm-hmm. i thought that was awesome um but i'm not like an expert on it i know there's like people who are like studying psychology who are like there's mm-hmm. so many red flags and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but i just thought it was cool to see that right someone go crazy yeah well and red flags are easily overlooked by most people mm-hmm. that was the other big theme about the movie i enjoyed was this like concept of uh like social accountability and like we if we lived in Gotham and all that happened, we have to look at, okay, this guy was cast out by the system that was supposed to help him. Mm -hmm. And we should own that. We shouldn't excuse his shitty behavior for it. I think you should still be, there's a point in mental illness where 
it's like they can't help. Um, but there's also a point where it's like you're for most people, mental health is such a broad thing, but at some point that person's responsible for their actions in response to their mental illness. Mm -hmm. I think, um, at at least with Joker, I'll just talk about Joker because other people I don't, I don't know their life, but I don't know the Joker's life and he's a fictional character. So it doesn't matter. Kind of. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but there's something about having to look at, okay, how were we responsible for, and I think like that comes down to, um, you know, when we look at all of the, the atrocities that happen in our nation and people hurting other people, well, how did we as a society contribute to that person becoming that person? Yeah. Cause they're not in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. They're responding to the, to the surroundings around them. Mm-hmm. So how can we be better? And that doesn't necessarily excuse somebody who's a monster. That monster exists and we should take care of that monster. However we're supposed to, mm-hmm. but how can we learn from that and prevent other monsters from being made? And we have to ask those questions. And I think that movie, the whole, I would hope that movie allows us to ha- ask those questions. I think, yeah. I think that's a big part of it. It's like Joker already exists, but how can we prevent like the mm-hmm. Penguin and Two-Faced and Riddler from being created? Ooh, like you know that. what I mean? Like how yeah. do we stop that? Because the Joker's already messed up and we need to own like, yeah, we, we fucked up. And yeah. What do we do now? It also shows the mob mentality mm-hmm. and how quickly that can get out of hand. Yeah. Which happens all the time in real life not to that extent but yeah i mean not in america (laughs) yeah never recently (laughs) never not over a popeye sandwich at all do you see that video of that lady get body slammed outside of a popeye's she's like a 60 something year old lady Mm -hmm. i don't think it was over a sandwich but it happened to happen at popeye's Mm -hmm. so it just this lady called the worker the n-word and he got so mad and they kicked her out and like that was it and then a few minutes later, it cuts to the guy who was recording is now outside. Mm-hmm. She's walking outside. He runs out the building, comes up behind her, grabs her, and just slams her into the in the parking lot. What a coward. Yeah, I know. Fuck. He got arrested, obviously. But, like... I mean, obviously, you shouldn't... Ex- there's no excuse for using that language. But exactly. Like, there's... That's unnecessary violence. Right. No, yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Popeye's yeah it it was it was crazy I spend I have this weird fixation with looking on reddit at um the public freakout subreddit Mm -hmm. it's literally just videos of people in restaurants and stores either berating workers or Mm -hmm. just being awful people um sometimes fights happen there's another video I saw this guy apparently this kid this white kid another someone said something racist and uh, to like this other kid that was the same age, and so um, their uncles, I guess, or cousins, like grown men, they come up to the park and they start beating on this dude, this white kid. And someone on the video is like, "Yo, that's the wrong guy. You're beating up the wrong guy. They're beating up the wrong kid who did this thing to their nephew or whatever." Oh my gosh! So then, at they, Popeyes? No, 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 no. This is that'd be hilarious. <laughs> if it was at Popeyes. No, it was just at a park somewhere. That'd be funny. Sorry. Was, no, I thought great. we were still on this Popeyes. No, 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 no. <laughs> This is. I wish it were at Popeyes. That'd be hilarious. You beat him with a bucket of chicken. Well, they beat him up, and then they're like, "You got the wrong guy." They're like, "Oh shit!" So then they they start chasing this other dude, this other white kid, and the white kid, is, this other kid's like, "It wasn't me." It, they beat up two of the wrong people. Oh wow! And the guy who actually did it was just standing in this gazebo with everyone. He's like, "Yo, you need to get your homies and tell them it was you." Like, they didn't. 
the, it was just, it was kind of comical. I felt bad for the yeah, kids. You communicate so poorly. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> I'll punch anyone you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These two dudes are just beating up kids. It's like, you got the wrong guy. And you're like, oh shit. And you would think, okay, well, who is it? No, they just mm-hmm. chased some other kid and beat him up. He's white wearing plaid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Get that fucking hipster. Yeah. That's crazy. No, that's, um, I spent a lot of time looking at Reddit. Yeah. Scary. Scary thoughts. Scary mm-hmm. things in the world. Mm-hmm. Lots of scary things. I don't like scary like movies. I hate Halloween. I'm glad we're over really? it. You hate Halloween? Yeah. I don't like Halloween. I mean, I'm, I'm indifferent okay. about it. Okay, but... let me... Hate's a strong word. Mm-hmm. But I, in, to quote the plain white tees, I really, really, really don't like it. It's a song. That's literally... About Halloween? No, just oh. about <laughs> hating things. But I sing it about Halloween. <laughs> I don't like I don't like scary things. Mm-hmm. I don't like being scared on purpose. It's like why would I want that? That's become like my favorite type of video game. I like the, the scary mo- games. Yeah, the ones where you have to run from monsters and mm-hmm. zombies. Yeah, I I I guess I see the appeal. But Makes my heart race. Yeah, I guess maybe that's <laughs> it. I can't I can't do it. I just don't I don't enjoy being scared. I don't enjoy any of those feelings. Mm-hmm. I like feeling happy. I feel that. So but I, it's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun to feel like you're dying for some reason. <laughs> that might be it. That so might be like, no, nah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> I've already felt that. I'm good. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> but we, that is a, it is a weird thing that we're into being scared. Like mm-hmm. it's like something in our nature, maybe like we somehow get excitement mm-hmm. to like a wolf <laughs> yeah oh it's an it's like an adrenaline thing i guess yeah. yeah like it 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 maybe taps into like the lizard brain in our head that's just like you know used to surviving and trying to you know scavenge for our own food and be the animals that we kind of are mm-hmm. i guess maybe yeah or it's just fun to like see scary things and I I can see the appeal of playing video games. I would never play like a VR game like that. I did. It was terrifying. Really? Yeah. Uh-uh. I've seen I've watched people play um PT. It was this like demo for the new, I guess Silent Hill that the guy that made Metal Gear made it. Oh it, wow. It was like a 7-minute tr- like demo. That sounds like a lot of fun. And it was it was terrifying. Um and they did it in VR and The Japanese do it right, man. They do. <laughs> they really do. Like they they know how to do everything in just like the weirdest way that's compelling like comedy is so strange in Japan mm-hmm. uh that uh I don't know if you ever seen that game show I don't know if it's titled this but I just call it is this candy and it's literally they they put two people in a room and it's like your living room here and the people have to go around biting things to see if it's candy so there's like a video of this girl biting like the edge of a table Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, and then it's not candy, but mm-hmm. then the guy that she's competing against bites the leg of the, the table, and it's chocolate. <laughs> so it's just it looks like a regular room, but there are secret places that – or the one where people have to climb ice stairs, like stairs made of ice. Oh, that sounds like it hurts. Yeah, it's and just, just people just slipping and sliding, going upstairs. Just getting bruised up. And it's entertaining. <laughs> that is That is interesting. Their their style of entertainment, because you think, oh, that's so stupid, but like we have things that are equally dumb. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> like um. I don't know. I was trying to think of something. 
don't know. Quippy. Their ninja warrior is a lot better than ours. Well, it's because ninjas are from Japan. Yeah, that's probably it. Like, I don't know. Ours, theirs is like just grimy. Oh, yeah. And real, and ours is like so overly produced. And we have like mm-hmm. cool announcers. We, oh, let's hear a backstory on Kevin. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, and Kevin. Cares. Yeah, Kevin. Like, Kevin fall. I, was a, I was a plumber, <laughs> but I used to climb like trees and stuff when I was eight. So I was like, maybe I could do this ninja thing. My family abandoned me when I was seven. <laughs> I was raised by dogs. They taught me how to climb trees. They were also plumber dogs. That's why I'm still a plumber. Yeah. Dude, that's that's every like competition show we have now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's every like yeah, any reality show. They like to. That's another thing. Like I think people like to people like to um, see stories about like people who have been through tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like people enjoy that. Like those are typically the people who are focused on like talent shows. Like, oh, I did this and this. You know, I'm like, I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. those are compelling stories. I mean. Yeah, but like, what if the most talented person had a great, you know, upbringing? Yeah, like, they cut to there and he was like, yeah, I was fine. My parents were together my whole life. Uh, Nothing bad happened to me. No one touched me when I was a kid. and dad paid for private lessons. Yeah. and very uh, supportive the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty well adjusted. I go to a therapist twice a week and I like to sing. Sorry, you're out. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Howie, Howie's like, I just don't get it. He's like the nice one. He's like, I don't know. I don't understand. So. Anyway. Yeah. This is episode 105. <laughs> That's a great I'm intro. Jeremy Delara, what a.k.a. Up? Native Crowds. Hey. If you haven't noticed yet, he is a uh, professional clown. That's what we've been discussing. Yeah, Joker's a... Career. I've been studying Joker for years. There's a... uh, Wait, you're not Mexican, are you? Kind of. Okay. Because I know you're a little little mixed up in there. I am. A little little cross-breeded. I think I'm half... I'm half native, half Mexican, which basically is Mexican. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. Basically, if you go back far enough. Um, <laughs> my grandpa, my grandpa. So I, my biological family, I just like reconnected with them. Well, now almost a decade ago, and um, that my grandpa was convinced that he was like full blood Mexican, and they did the whole DNA test, and mm-hmm. was like, no, there's not any, no Mexican descent in you. You're like 100% Native American. Badass. Well, not like 100. percent That yeah. that erode has Mostly eroded percent. over time. Most percent, like there's just not any. Yeah, I don't think anyone's full anything anymore. No, which is exactly what it was meant to be. I think. Yeah, I maybe mean, like the royal family, but even. The, well, yeah, got, well, we, now that's like getting. We got a black American over there. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> what up? Got to bring some some some. Uh, I'm trying to think of a sensitive. I, anything I was gonna say, I was like, no, that could that would that would feel awful. Me saying. Were it. you gonna say fried trick? fried chicken and crumpets because that's what i was gonna say that actually that actually would be dope it brings a whole yeah it brings a whole new definition to biscuits hot tea and hennessy i had hennessy for the first time last weekend how do you feel i hated it yeah it's not good it's not good it's like the just the packaging and like the yeah it's kind of like the way i look at coca-cola where it's like i don't i just drink it because y'all told me to (laughs) that's how i feel about most liquors Mm mm-hmm I don't enjoy most liquors. Yeah. I can sip on like some like good whiskey. Mm-hmm. But even then it's like I don't want to drink another glass like. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> One's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. But yeah, some uh some hot tea in Hennessy. That sounds actually like a really cool 
like title for a mixtape. It does. Some British rapper over there. <laughs> Sipping Holt Tay and Hennessy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll that, hit up. I'll hit up some friends. We'll make a. That would be British sick. <laughs> you heard about Twenty One Savage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Did yeah. you ever see they uh, they redid his uh, lyrics on that song in like a British accent? No, that really? was super funny. Well, I'll play it later. Is that guy? Is that guy still? Where is he now? Oh, he. Um, I forgot what happened, but he found a way to like stay in the United States. Okay. Like I, he like renewed his visa or something, or like someone helped him out. Yeah. I feel like Jay Z or something was involved. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, he's got too much money to kick out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're like, we need you here. Please continue buying our shoes and mm-hmm. whatever else you want to buy. Keep making money. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but... I don't either. Yeah, still here. Still, yeah. Make, still making music. Well, good. I like his music. He's not like a like a thought-provoking rapper. Like, not most hip-hop I listen to, but it's like... Just sounds good, you know. Yeah, sounds fun. There's not really like a really good middle ground to hip hop. There's like thought provoking and then not. Mm-hmm. I I don't I haven't found one like a middle ground. There's like there's certain rappers that like do both. Mm-hmm. Like they'll have like one hype song on a CD, but then most of the time they're just like, you know, talk about my life. Where do we go when we sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like Kanye. Yeah. Super deep. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, I still think uh, Lift Yourself is one of the best tracks he's ever dropped. Yeah, I love that song. I saw a video of him do that song at at Sunday service. Mm-hmm. And he had his, like, daughter with him. And uh, they're singing. She's, like, his little daughter is, like, singing, like, whoopity scoop poop. Nice. She's just yelling whoopity scoop poop the whole time. And he's got his, like gospel choir surrounded by him that beat is amazing yeah kanye's always been incredible at like finding like music and like revamping it like Mm -hmm. sampling old artists Mm -hmm. he's amazing at that yeah i had a friend uh he he listens exclusively to christian music and um he just started listening to the new kanye album Mm -hmm. and he's like i can't remember what track it was but he was just like, man, this is really good. But I heard a lot of people were mad because like, it's like music from like another song. I'm like, oh, you mean like everything Kanye's ever done ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he makes he makes incredible productions. No, he's he's I I think despite what you think about him as a person, I think he's one of the best, and he knew that from really early on. Yeah, he still and, says it. Yeah, and he <laughs> exactly <laughs> Christian billionaire. Uh, entrepreneur or whatever he said, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I th- he knew it, and he 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 was in the right place, right time, met the right people, did the right stuff, and he made it. You know, and good for him. How would you feel about the album? Um, wait, first let me ask how you felt about Kanye before the album. Okay, how I felt about Kanye before the album. Um, so when all the Trump stuff started happening, I was like, okay, this guy's a clown. I thought he was a clown mm-hmm. to begin with. Um. But um, I had just started. I just listened to Life of Pablo last year. Beautiful. It's a great album. <laughs> yeah. It took me forever to listen to it, mm-hmm. but I finally listened to it. I'm like, and I hadn't listened to Kanye since College Dropout, mm-hmm. um, or no, I hadn't listened to Kanye since Through the Wire, like when his mm-hmm. first single came out. Oh wow! So I hadn't really paid much attention. I knew of him. I knew he made music. I didn't really care. He's he's got an amazing like discography. I've I've and going All back through, through some of it, yeah. I've heard. Um, but I listened to Life of Pablo, 
And I'm like, okay, this guy, he's good at what he does. I can't deny that no matter what I feel about him as a person and all the stuff that he did. I thought, I think he has some mental illness that he needs help with Mm -hmm. that he's in too much of the public spotlight to, he, he's, I think we talked about this last time where he sat down with, um, Sway. No, uh, um, <laughs> oh Charlemagne, Charlemagne. We sat down with Charlemagne that like forty minute video where they're interviewing him, and I'm like, oh no, this guy's just going through some stuff, and he's he's not afforded the privacy to deal with it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And like, all he knows is to process everything out in the public. That's mm-hmm. all he knows, and he's married to someone who's made a career on also doing everything in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So I understood all of that. And then he dropped this Jesus album, and. I thought he has made better music before. I felt like he, um, I felt like he hindered himself creatively mm-hmm. to make a gospel album. Yeah, very much so. It's not bad. I agree with that. But it's not great. Definitely. I think there's some stuff. There's some ideas in that album lyrics that he said that I'm like, Christians need to hear this mm-hmm. from somebody who's new to the the game mm-hmm. sort of and they need to hear it like i love the part where he's like uh, i asked the i told people i was gonna make a gospel album they said if you talk to the christians they'd be the first to judge me make mm-hmm. me feel like no one loves me yeah and i'm like that's exactly my f- that was my fear once he was like yeah i'm a born-again christian and i'm like that when the he when i heard that lyric i'm like that's that's gonna be the crux is like how is the church going to mm-hmm. react to him being this because like a lot of Christians like to be skeptics and cynics. Yeah. And so. He's definitely caught a lot of crap for it. But yeah. I've seen most of the Christians that I've talked to are like like the album and support him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's only a matter of time to like all these like conservatives, Christians, like mm-hmm. till Kanye acts like Kanye again. And then he's, he's just going to get dropped. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I sold someone. I said, I, I think this album is not bad. It's not great. I look forward to like so. There's this album. I think he'll do one more. I look forward to the third album after. So, this one, one more. That next album. So two albums ahead. I look forward to that one because mm-hmm. that'll be Kanye figuring out what it looks like for Kanye to be a yeah. believer. Yeah. With the nuance of not everything has to be Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm-hmm. How do you process faith while also mm-hmm. being this guy in this subculture that the entertainment industry doesn't Mm -hmm. really operate that way, you know? And I've had to deal with that with my own faith of like, how do I, how do I process all of this stuff with, I don't look, I don't look or talk like Mm -hmm. someone who believes in Jesus a lot of the times, but I know that I do Mm -hmm. believe in some sort of divine, like divinity like that. And I think that album is going to be really compelling. Yeah. And also, I think he'll, he'll hopefully he'll have enough people to say like, "Man, like, don't be afraid to like stay creative and mm-hmm. do wild stuff." Because it felt this album felt really safe, mm-hmm. and Christian music is very safe. It is very safe, but it is interesting to see that something like that, like a mainstream artist, like making not that Christianity isn't mainstream, but like Christianity and music. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a few like artists who mm-hmm. like cross over and stuff, but like he went he went harder than like harder towards Christianity than like Christian rappers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that, yeah, that, it felt like it I was listening to like a Lecrae album for a minute, but like more like Lecrae like tries to work in like 
some secular stuff yeah like you know right appeal or maybe it's just him i'm not saying like he's trying to appeal i don't know what he's doing but <laughs> right yeah like lecrae's music is more secular than some of the tracks on kanye's album yeah very <laughs> like, much so yeah and i think that's the that's that's the Every time I've talked to anybody about that album and like specifically like Christians who are like pretty insulated to their subculture, um, they're just like, oh, this Kanye album is amazing. I'm like, yeah, but Life of Pablo was kind of dope, too. Oh, Life of Pablo is awesome. Like and, and Ultralight Beam, like that opening track. Yeah. I go to church with that track always. He talked about how he wanted that to be a gospel album. I remember. Yeah. I remember him saying that and people yeah. were like, whatever. Yeah. But it does feel it does feel like that. It you opens know? up that way. Yeah, definitely. and then it's like if I fuck this model, <laughs> and she, and then it's like, oh okay. But that whole track is so everything. Yeah, that one line. Yeah, just like ah. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. would you have to say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that whole. Um, well, and also Ultralight Beam introduced me to Chance, and I I really love Chance. I've heard like, people say that. Yeah, because that that verse in 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 Ultralight Beam that he has is is great, mm-hmm. and I didn't know about Chance until about till that and. And then, like when Coloring Book came out, I had just started. Mm-hmm. My friend had just pointed me to Acid Rap, and Coloring Book was fantastic. Coloring Book was great, and that was like kind of a gospel. He had gospel tracks. Oh, too. totally! It, How I mean, great is our God? Yeah, there's a legit Chris Tomlin song in that yeah. in that album. Crazy. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, who was it that had? There's someone that has a verse in How Great Is Our God. Um, uh, Jay Electronica. Jay Elec, yeah. His verse is so like. Like his 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 rhymes are amazing. Like his bars are great. But then there's like, if you've studied theology at all, mm-hmm. he's like spitting some like pretty deep theology too. Yeah, he's and he's a wordsmith. He's a very intelligent it's person. Crazy. I don't know if you've listened to any of his, any of his other music. I haven't. The guy that showed me Chance was like, you need to listen to Jay Electronic. Like, yeah, it's it's great. all like that. He has a song called J or it's called Exhibit C, mm-hmm. and he's like they call me Jay Electronica, Jay Elect Yamaka. Some, I, forget, I forgot what it says, but it, like it blows my mind when yeah. I listen to it. Yeah, it's it's in it's incredible. Like, um, just like it, things like things like that, and and there. But I think that, but that's always been like kind of the case in hip hop. There's this. I mean, Kendrick, both to Pimp a Butterfly and Damn, had those like those like uh, questions and wrestling with. Mm-hmm faith like throughout to pimp a butterfly he's he's fighting with this like nature to want to how he grew up and wanting to you know and then like even even good kid mad city that's true yeah 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 i think it's the very last track or the second to last track where it's like it's playing a a woman saying you need jesus oh yeah and they're like that they're getting i think they're getting baptized. yeah they they she leads him and his friends in like the a prayer to get saved or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, there and there's always that in you know, there's that's sort of in like even in like early early hip hop there there's just cuz like I mean, that culture they had you had both of those worlds existing at the same time, you know, of like mm-hmm. you go to church on Sunday but you also have to like go home to this like this world that you grew up in, you know, and I think that that's more compelling to me than a lot of like Christian music. That's just very much like not honest at all about how hard or bad things are. That's true. Christian music tends to just paint with the brush of everything's great, joy, happy. The the mainstream like Christian theology Mm -hmm. is like 
everyone's happy be happy just be happy it's fine yeah exactly <laughs> and there's like very little room for like exploring suffering and yeah because that's that's i mean the entire crux no pun intended of christianity is about a man who suffered mm-hmm. for the planet like he legit was distraught depressed mm-hmm. and then was murdered yeah you know what i mean like that's a huge part of our like I say R, it's so weird me saying that. Uh, it's for, of our like thing, and mm-hmm. but we we um, we overlook that, you know, and we overlook a lot of the stuff that's in the, in the Bible of these guys that are considered superheroes in the faith who are the majority of their writings are like, hey, everything's awful and it's sad and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I feel that, and I feel like a lot of Christianity is like trying not to be Judaism. <laughs> yeah, because they're they're big on suffering. <laughs> oh yeah, oh exactly. Yeah. Well, and there's some things to be said about like east, like the the Eastern, like th- thought process of faith and spirituality. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's probably one of the frustrating things is that like Western, the Western Church is so afraid of, of you know all the stuff that we find in the East, but like. Mm-hmm. Jesus' entire religion that he grew up in was Eastern. Yeah, that's very true. So the guy that we claim to follow was an Eastern person. He was mm-hmm. from the East. He was Jewish. He was very traditionally Jewish. Um, he was just like, yo, these things are good, but also there's more to it. It's yeah. not like let's throw all this out and now I'll do this. It's There's a, something about both both yeah. and jesus is i don't i don't necessarily think there was there are some things that i think are very binary and very black and white mm-hmm. but it's not near as much as i think most christians or people of faith are willing to admit there are some black and white things but a lot of things are well, i don't know and there's some there's a lot of room for gray area there definitely like i feel like um maybe not Ju- current judaism as it stands right now but mm-hmm. like buddhism hindu like those eastern religions they're more in touch with like spirituality, mm-hmm. I think, than than the United States, the West, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. Like, I I do want to explore those, and I don't think it's uh, I don't know. I feel like there has to be a connection, yeah, like, with with all major religions, like, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's, I don't think it should be frowned upon to want to explore. No, that's been the whole journey with Pete Holmes. I've been interested in because that's all he talks about. Like, is this like. I liked how I don't necessarily I'm not sure how much I agree on this, but he says that God is just the metaphor that we use to describe existence and connection. Right. So we're all connected to something that is bigger than us. And and for a lot of people, they use God as a metaphor for that, um, which is very like universalistic and and stuff. And and Christians get really scared Mm -hmm. of that stuff. But I just think that, yeah, there's something about the Western churches. So their spiritual muscles are so atrophied; they don't have to use it. They're they're more can a lot of times we're more concerned with the the byproduct of our faith, which is mm-hmm. sometimes it's prosperity, sometimes it's peace, sometimes it's comfort, it's love, it's all the things we receive from the Creator mm-hmm. versus just being with the Creator, which is all what heaven is about. Yeah. Heaven's the word heaven is actually not a location. It's it's the presence of God. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like when you die, you go up. It's just it's a state. It's a it's a place. It's or not a place. It's not a place. It's <laughs> it's a it's an existence. Mm-hmm. It's it's everywhere. It's like Nirvana. 
Yeah, yeah, very, and yeah, and that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. the band, it's like <laughs> Kurt Cobain and Dave Grohl and Just that other like guy. <laughs> yes, that guy. I don't know the third guy from Nirvana. Is anybody? <laughs> no, <laughs> he's, no. He's still in the Foo Fighters. I've, I have no idea who he is. The th- no, the third guy from Nirvana is in Foo Fighters also. Isn't he? No. Maybe it's, is it just Dave Grohl? I think it's just oh, Dave okay. Grohl. Okay. Okay. I don't sense. know what the bass guy is doing. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like that. It's just like the band Nirvana, where we taste a little bit of success and then somebody shoots us in the face. Mm, I like that. It's not that. The point is, is that, um, yeah, no, God, I think the East, I think the East has it where they are, like they're tapping into this world that's beyond us that we can't understand. And even then, once they tap into it, it's not like, well, now we understand it. Mm -hmm. The Western church is so concerned and so obsessed with certainty that we lose faith, right? Yeah. Like, the opposite of faith isn't doubt. It's fundamentalism. It's certainty. And so to be so certain about it, like, you sort of eliminate the need to trust in something that you don't fully understand. And a lot of, I think, Eastern religions are like, we don't understand this. We just know that this is what happens when we do this. Mm-hmm. And so we continue to do it. We continue to meditate. We continue to do whatever yeah. that you want to do. Right? That's a good way to put it. So it's it's kind of like saying... This is the way it is, just because. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah. We just don't know. I was yeah. literally listening to not to keep bringing up Pete Holmes or something, mm-hmm. but I was listening to him on the way here on what, his new special, and he talks. He's like, "So does anybody like who believes in an afterlife, and then who believes doesn't believe in, in nothing? Like mm-hmm. nothing happens when we die." And and there and he's like, "Most of my friends don't believe in an afterlife." There's like, "That's it, and that's it," because like it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, "Yeah." Neither does what we're doing now make sense. And he goes on this tangent about like we're molecules that like I'm these molecules just know that I'm Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And then this chair, <laughs> these molecules are chairs. And then we're like when we when we bump together, why don't the molecules don't blend together? And when you ask a scientist, oh, why doesn't it do that? You know what their answer is? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we don't know. And that's OK. Mystery is part of existence. Yeah, we don't know most things. We don't. And right. we like to pretend that we do. I just found out that there's like a, there's a bottom of the sea, mm-hmm. of the ocean. And then there's like, you can go even further down. I was watching Blue Planet. And I'm not a scientist, but it shocked me because there's mm-hmm. like mountains down there. Really? You can go so insanely deep and mm-hmm. just find the craziest. Like there's a, there's a jellyfish that has like light that lights up. It looks like a neon sign in like Las Vegas. Really? Yeah, and it's just like, how? <laughs> and that and that and that's on a blue rock in the middle, a space rock in the middle of infinity. Yeah, that that stuff is there, mm-hmm. and and that was another point you made is like, and we live in infinity, and infinity is expanding. Infinity is getting bigger, mm-hmm. so we can't under, we we don't understand currently where we're at. So why not then be open to the idea that? Maybe there's something after this because yeah. it doesn't make it doesn't make any more sense than what we've got going on right now. Yeah, what's what's the purpose of the other planets in our universe? You know, like <laughs> yeah. From what I understand, why according to move, why do they I think move in perfect rotations. I think the according to the Mormons, we all get one of those planets at some point. <laughs> oh, cool. I think. Do we get to choose? I don't know. I don't know how the Mormon God works. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I. If that's true, I hope so, because I would like to live in, I was going to say Uranus, but that's a pretty 
classic. It's a low hanging fruit. Felt like yeah. third grade. Yeah, I'd like to live in Uranus, and then I'm still a fan. So good job. Thanks. <laughs> Do you ever remember when people would say Uranus? Yeah, I was like, you, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you want to say Uranus. <laughs> But all of us have been conditioned to think, well, that's just not proper. Uranus. Have you ever been to Uranus, Missouri? No. So there's a place in Missouri called Uranus, and they have the world's largest fudge factory there. No way. Yes. <laughs> I'm not joking. This isn't a lie. You can Google that in shit. Missouri, have you been? We've never stopped there, but we have friends that live in like Kansas City. Are there T-shirts that say "I pack fudge"? I pack I'm, fudge in Uranus. Yeah, I'm. If not, they're <laughs> really whoever their marketing guy needs to be fired immediately. Oh, it's man. it is the there's just giant signs for come to the world's largest fudge factory in Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. I love that that exists. It's it's amazing, mm-hmm. and that's why I believe in a god. It gives me hope for humanity <laughs> for sure, for sure. It's the best. Yeah, I would like to go back and get some of that fudge, though. I have to imagine it's the best. <laughs> it's the best fudge in the world. It would suck if it wasn't good. If it like, wasn't, if that would be so up. disappointing. It'd be like a like a place like advertising like a five pound steak, and then all their other food being complete shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like. Uh. Weird. It took me for a minute. <laughs> just like, oh, should we have a place like that? It's just down the road. Can't think of one instance, but it'd be crazy. With some weird giant dragon in front of it. Uh, Why is that fun. dragon there? No idea. That's a good question. It looks like he's standing on chopsticks too. It looked like it looked like the big Texan like raided a Chinese restaurant somewhere else. They probably did. And they were like, "We will put this in front of our restaurant." They probably like. We're, on, we're betting with, like, a Chinese restaurant owner and, like, poker. And he's like, I'll give you this dragon. Yeah, he's, like, out of money. He's out of funds now. He's like, oh, I'll just, you can have this dragon. And he's convinced that he's going to win. But the whole time, he thinks they're playing Mahjong. They're actually playing poker. Hmm. That's a really racially insensitive joke. I've never I'm sorry. Heard Mahjong. Mahjong? Yeah. You've never played Mahjong? No. Was this a trick? No. It's not. It's a. The only reason I know about mahjong, mahjong I think it's mahjong. Is sounds how like you're about to make a dick joke. It's not. <laughs> I wish I was that. I wish I was that. Funny. You don't want to hold mahjong. I was. I was. I wish I was that funny. No, it's this tile-based game that you. These tiles are all stacked on top of each other, and you have to match the symbols with another one. And when you find the matches, but they have to be uncovered. Mm. So like, if a tile is sitting on top of it, you can't take that one away. So it's supposed to like kind of work your way down. It was on all like a bunch of old Windows computers for a long time, so no, I just I played it on there. I have played that before. Yeah. I just didn't know the n- name of it. Yeah, it was called Mahjong. I know what you're talking about, though. It's like Chinese dominoes, mm-hmm. but like the, not really, because like dominoes, you. I honestly have never, still never understood dominoes. Oh, you just put you try to match the numbers. Like if there's a four, mm-hmm. you put a four, and then someone has to, and if it's a double, you put it sideways, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of. It just keeps out. going. Yeah. Oh. That's and, it? And I think you, like, add up. I haven't played it that many times. Yeah. But you get a score somehow. Mm-hmm. I think it's when you end a, a branch or a line. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. But the point is, is I think Big Texan stole that dragon from some sort of Asian restaurant. Let's not discriminate. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a, some other, you know. Nope, it was a dragon restaurant, you know. Yeah. What? Uh, Asians own dragons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're yeah. exclusive. There's exclusive no white thing. guys. They're like, I'm really into dragons. 
Well, there are, but there are a lot. But those are the kind of people. They don't leave their house. Yeah, those are the kind of people <laughs> we avoid. They're the ones that pissed a lot of people off about the Joker movie. Is what we did. Mm, yeah, we were scared of them. Yeah, for a couple weeks. You know, I'm actually into dragons. I don't mean to. Not like a lot, but I think dragons are cool. Would you have sex with one? No. Okay, that's fair. Because they're not real. Yeah. So Otherwise, I don't, I don't even entertain <laughs> that thought. I try not. I try not to imagine like fake scenarios where I have sex with something that's my whole life is fake scenarios mm-hmm. yeah yeah what, what fake scenario can i have today mm-hmm. you know it's really i'm yeah. living a lie that's what i'm saying no yeah <laughs> are you just watching porn just all day i wouldn't say all day but a good amount of the day like 23 out of the 24 hours so. that's 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 pretty good <laughs> you have one hour of productivity mm-hmm. yeah no I've thought about it. like what if I wonder if there's someone who's like watched the most porn, you know? That's that's a pretty big feat. Yeah, I just want to know like the sheer numbers because there's got to be like a hundred videos an hour, mm-hmm. if not more. I don't know. Oh yeah, easily. Like, it's never gonna end. Yeah, you would think by now it's like okay, we get it, we have everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't we don't need there's any no more. No more new angles. We don't need any. <laughs> we don't need any more. We're good. You know, mm-hmm. but then we'd put a lot of people out of work, I guess. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they could do something else. I was I was listening to uh, a podcast with Andrew Scholes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know. Yeah, okay, that guy. It's uh, it's not the brilliant idiot. It's the other one he's on. I think it's called Flagrant 2 or something like that. But he had a porn star on, and she was explaining how they barely make any money from like videos. Like mm-hmm. They make all their money from being like escorts. Wow. Yeah, so it's like you put all that work in on that video, and you didn't get any money. That's you, just all advertising. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, I want to feel – I have this tension in me because, like, there is a lot of talk of, like, we should, we should you know, s- support sex workers or whatever. And there's a part of me that's like, I understand that premise. I don't necessarily agree with it, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you're supposed to draw the line on that. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. And so I'm just – but the largest part of me is, like, man, that sucks. Like, I wish you didn't, didn't have to do that. Yeah, you know I mean? mean, I'm not – I'm certainly not going to shame them, but I'm not going to be like, woo, let's – Right. You know, have a parade or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to have a home march, you know? A home march. <laughs> That's a great, great, um, it's a great idea. Because mm-hmm. then it's like advertising like in real life. And you can have like a bunch of them, a bunch of people yeah. there. And it's like. And that's like part of like the feminist women's empower movement where mm-hmm. it's like, we can be sluts, we can sleep with whoever we want to. And yeah, that's cool and all, but it's like. I don't know the the point. I feel like they're trying to be like men, mm-hmm. and that's a quality in men that's not a good thing. I mean, unless I get you that. like sleeping around, but sure. But sex is like intimate, you know. At least for me, mm-hmm. I can't speak for everyone, but I just feel yeah. like it's supposed to be a, like an intimate thing where you connect with a person. You mm-hmm. know? No, yeah, I would agree. That sounds super gay the way I'm describing it. I but... mean, it is, <laughs> but <laughs> it no, it's not. It's it no, I get it. But it's kind of like. Uh, you're lowering your standards to like, well, if men can do it, we can do it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, you're better than us and you always have been. So like, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, that's such a weird, like you, you're, you're towing the line of misogyny yeah. and then you're like, no, but you're better than us. Like, oh, and I'm not he's just, one of us. I'm not saying that to like make misogyny sound better. It's no, no, no. Like a personal I'm not accusing, I'm not accusing you of <laughs> no, misogyny no, either. Not. I, I, cause I'd agree. I think, yeah, I think there's something to, I wish that, 
I don't know, people are longing for human connection, and mm-hmm. um, we also live, we live in a society, uh, we live in a society where, like, um, instantaneous gratification is, a, is, yeah. is, is easy to come by. Being, being disconnected is cool. Yeah. So, the lowest common denominator of human interaction is meaningless sex. I assume that's never happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but um, <laughs> um, according to my friends who do that, mm-hmm. that's you know it's it's e- it, it that's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Same way why we go to McDonald's instead of cook food at our house. Yeah, but in the same sense, it. But you have every right to go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shame you for going and getting a Big mm-hmm. Mac. That's fine. Live your life by the Big Mac. I'm just saying you can make a dope ass burger at your house if you wanted to. Wow. So that was beautiful. That's that sums up everything I wanted to say. Nice. You can make a dope ass burger at home if you wanted to. Yeah. You got a dope ass burger at home, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to McDonald's? <laughs> or Burger King? Burger King. Oh. You hit a new low if you're going to Burger King. I ate the Impossible Whopper when I was vegan. How was that? It's like I feel like the meat didn't have any flavor. Really? Yeah. That's most vegan food. It feels like. But like the big selling point of the Impossible Whopper was. It tastes just like a Whopper. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't want to eat meat, why are you making food mm-hmm. that resembles meat? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. You obviously want to eat meat. <laughs> and to be fair, the Whopper is pretty flavorless. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So maybe they did exactly what they were going for. They probably did. I don't know. How did you like veganism? I was. I don't think I have the right body type for it. Really? Yeah, because uh, I was just like super gassy, mm-hmm. and I was always hungry. How long did you? How long were you vegan? For twenty one days. The plan was to do all of October, but October twenty mm-hmm. first, I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go mm-hmm. eat steak." Yeah, no, that's fair. How was that first steak after twenty one days? Oh, of it was that? beautiful. Really it was amazing. Yeah. How were your insides afterwards? They were good. Um, I think my body, my body has to be balanced because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know. It's, uh, so, bowel movements were, were a struggle. Right. Yeah. What was So what was the purpose behind your veganism? Have you talked about this on the show at all? I think so. Okay. Um, part of it was uh, being healthy. Like, okay. Just like, like experimenting because I did carnivore before mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I only did that one for about three weeks too. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, the biggest part of it was I want to try this so I can accurately make jokes about it. That's yeah, that's fair. Which is oddly like what most of my life is becoming. Like <laughs> when I see an opportunity, I'm like, right, I can probably write material about this. So I'm gonna go do it. Like, yeah, if you see me skydiving, it's solely on the fact that I want to write a joke about skydiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you get a premise and it's like out of this world, you're like, fuck, I can't, I can't do a joke about that yet. I gotta go do this. So it's like, in most cases, yeah. And I just feel like the act of doing something gives you more synapses <laughs> yeah yeah brain connections mm-hmm. um you just get better at the more you experience the better you are at the better you're going to be at writing and having p- opinions that are uh relevant i sure. guess <laughs> yeah well and you're informed too yeah so you're not just making broad ignorant statements about something you know nothing about but sometimes making broad ignorant statements are what makes it fun that's true so there's a balance <laughs> i think what, but what I think probably is a good balance is being informed and knowing how hilarious it is to make ignorant statements about something. Yes, absolutely. So like you know about veganism, now you can just make all of the make all of the claims that people mm-hmm. make about vegans. It's like, well, you get your protein from, yeah. or oh, you, yeah, soy milk bitch, or whatever they say mm-hmm. about vegan. I don't know. I was vegan for a bit, 
I didn't do very well with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm always interested when people do it because some people do it for a moral reason. And I'm like, I mean, I guess I get that, but I'm not really, I'm not really down with that. Like, I feel that. I think the, the goal, unless you're doing like a Ted talk or trying to be, you know, like George Carlin Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) is to like get informed on the topic and then regurgitate it in a way that appeals to a large audience. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to say dumbing down, mm-hmm. but dumbing down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah, you're making like a, a, a condensed, like abridged version of an idea mm-hmm. for a bunch of people. And exaggerating where you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I saw you on Twitter talking about it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, I've always been, I've always been interested in trying like the whole 30 and stuff like that. Like where you, um, like basically you cut out a bunch of different things. Which is essentially the keto diet from what I understand. It's, it's close to keto, but the purpose isn't necessarily to change your diet. It's, it's more to recalibrate and reset your, Mm -hmm. your entire like system. Which I've thought about doing like a three day fast Mm -hmm. and like resetting, but Mm -hmm. I've, as long as I've gone as a day. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to go eat mm-hmm. an insane amount of food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's usually how my fast ends. Yeah. I, I get that. The hardest, so the, the hardest thing, where do you, um, where do you work right now? Like while you're a vegan, like where, where, where were you working? Crunch fitness. Okay. So you're at a healthy place. Yeah. I worked at the pizza place when I was vegan. Oh, that's gotta be impossible. It's, it's impossible. Do they have any cheese? They so they make this thing called fake Daya. Cheese, I mean. Yeah, Daya. It's called Daya. It's a fake cheese that it's strictly just to hold things. It's supposed to melt. Mm-hmm. And so I would get that and then do tomatoes, spinach, a little bit of tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. And then I I was also trying to be gluten-free. Oh man. So I was doing gluten-free in a, crust in a pizza shop. Yeah, in a pizza shop. So I was doing gluten-free veganism. So you were eating just like fancy cardboard. Basically, basically, <laughs> with one with like pl- melted plastic on it, <laughs> yeah. But um, it was fun to find like uh, alternatives to things. Like mm-hmm. I think cauliflower is a really good alternative for a lot of stuff. Oh it, yeah, definitely. It absorbs flavor. You want you want buffalo chicken tacos? You throw some cauliflower and some buffalo sauce. Throw that shit on a corn tortilla. Mm-hmm. Boom, delicious. And they, they have cauliflower wings. Yes, which is weird because they're not wings. Mm-hmm. Call them cauliflower nuggets. Yeah. Even boneless wings, they're not even wings. Yeah, those are glorified chicken nuggets. They're just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like stop lying to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh it was Paul Rudd's hot ones that he did the cauliflower wings. Yeah, there's been several. Yeah. Like I've noticed that it's huge amongst mm-hmm. like uh Hollywood. Yeah, it's just veganism is yeah. just trendy. Yeah. I do like the idea of like going meatless a couple days a week. I think that's a good if we're if we're really if Every, the talks about climate and everything are, are entire are true, like they say they are. Like, I think it's nice. You know, there are a bunch of people here, and we're all using resources. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's nice to kind of moderate yourself. Yeah, you for know, sure. I don't think there needs to be an extreme like, pendulum swing. You know, I think mm-hmm. that the world balances itself out on its yeah. own. We're just a virus living on an organism, and yeah. it will do what it does to fight us. <laughs> yeah, like if we cut out animals cold turkey. Yeah, they're going to ruin farmers' lives. Exactly. Oh, yeah, totally. My uh, – all my in-laws, I still call them that even though I'm not married because I love them and they love me, um, which is great. That's usually not the case. But um, So my brother-in-law, he works for uh, like a beef company. Mm-hmm. And at um, – I think it was the 4th of July or something. It was something this summer. 
we were all talking about like, you know, well, what do you think about the, you know, the, the cattle is, you know, beef is murder and all this stuff. And he went on this huge tangent about how like there are companies out there that are doing beef handling in the most like, um, climate conscious way that they can, Mm -hmm. you know, not every, all the documentaries are going to show you the worst parts of anything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So like the, and those things do exist, but at the same time, you know, there are people out there that are trying to do as best as they can while still making a living and Mm -hmm. providing a product and doing what they've grown up doing. I mean, yeah. If cows had sharp teeth, not that's a real. It's a really easy argument, and there are probably refutals, re- rebuttals to it. But if cows were carnivores and had sharp teeth and were faster, oh, like lions, then they would eat us. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean. So like, it, it really comes down. There's that idea, and then also just. I mean, if I'm dead, and this cat sees my dead body, yeah, it's gonna eat me. Yeah, and I don't disrespect that. You're yeah. a cat. Do your thing. You're a carnivore. Right. Chad Michael Furry would eat me <laughs> yeah. if I were dead. And you know what? Good on him. He's a fucking celebrity. He can do what he wants. He's the one guy in Hollywood that's like, nah, veganism's not for me. My owner dies, I'm eating that bitch. My my biggest issue with veganism, my only one issue really, is that it's uh tied to politics. It's tied to climate change. It's the only mm-hmm. it's the only diet we have that's like a whole belief system tied to it yeah and it's kind of like if like it doesn't i think it it doesn't discredit it but it makes people apprehensive to accept it mm-hmm. yeah because you kind of seem pretentious when you say you're a vegan mm-hmm. of course a lot of vegans are pretty pretentious about their veganism it can be yeah i mean to avoid dairy is like a whole new level yeah like no i don't even want cheese i don't mm-hmm. even want cheese on this pizza yeah <laughs> yeah like all right douche or those or those guys are like honey no I'm not down with honey. That's the thing. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. Honey doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's just because bees make it. Yeah. And so it's like, it's a byproduct of animal. I knew a vegan that didn't eat Cheetos because it had like byproduct of cheese. There's no actual cheese on that. I but saw like, that. Yeah. I had, when I was vegan, I was like, I got to eat chips that say not made with real cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all want to make with real cheese now. Sons right. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Can't um, eat Cheez-Its. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Real cheddar. Bullshit. Cheese is incredibly addictive, though. It is, man. Like, and I love it too much to get rid of it. It goes on everything. It And it, yeah, it goes on everything, and it goes with everything. Like, there's not a thing I can think of that cheese would not taste good on. The only thing is other dairy products, and even ranch and cheese taste good together. Yeah. Doubling milk up. Mm-hmm. I'm lactose intolerant, and I mm-hmm. fucked up some cheese fries with ranch today, so... <laughs> Dang, I can't do ranch. I love ranch. It's not. I good. feel like I feel like it's a southern thing, and I'm supposed to be like, "Oh, ranch, I'm better than that." But no, mm-hmm. ranch is my shit. No, that's fair. <laughs> I I completely understand the appeal. It's just not not for me. I think it's the. It just doesn't smell good mm-hmm. to me. As someone uh from the UK asked me what ranch was. Really? And I like didn't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do I, I was gonna? I was like, it's like a. It's like a buttermilk that goes on salads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. It's like buttermilk with... Uh, so we make our own ranch at Jesse's, so it's like buttermilk and mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't. It. When you No, it's all <laughs> creamy white liquid that just doesn't sound appealing by itself. But 
when you put it all together, people go crazy for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I don't understand. Pizza Pizza tastes good mm-hmm. by itself. Oh, would you put some ranch on no. it? No. You put some hot sauce on it? I will, I will put some Cholula on it. It tastes amazing. That I will. Because it doesn't hide the rest of the flavors mm-hmm. of the pizza. Yeah. Like, ranch looks like you put a blanket of something on, like, on top of it <laughs> to hide, to mask the smell of yeah. pizza. It kind of masks the taste of the salad. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this doesn't taste like lettuce at all. <laughs> and that's why Tastes we all good. eat it. Right. I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something about ranch. Going off on ranch. It's gross. That's, that's my stance. How do you feel I mean, about blue cheese? I hate it. You hate it's such it's such a weird thing. Two people are like, "Oh, it's moldy cheese." What is it? Oh, it smells weird. It smells weird. It looks bad. Yeah. They're like, well, "I guess we'll eat this. See what it tastes like." It looks like expired ranch. It does. <laughs> it does look like expired ranch. So, what do you if you eat wings? Do you eat wings? I do eat wings. I just eat them with the sauce that's on them. Just or straight. They, yeah, like if it's like a buffalo sauce. Nice. I'm cool with that. I don't really like adding stuff to it. Um, like salads. We'll put a vinaigrette on it, maybe, but I, I eat it dry, really? usually. Yeah. Ballsy. Yeah. I mean, if you have enough, like, other various vegetables. Yeah, like, I, I usually have, like, carrots and cucumbers and stuff like that. Straight lettuce is pretty lame. No, yeah. I don't <laughs> even like lettuce. I prefer, like, spinach, cucumbers, and mm. carrots. That's fair. Cucumbers are good. I feel like lettuce almost has no nutrients. I'm pretty know. sure that's what they've said. There's, like, no nutritional value to celery or lettuce. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just filler and water. Yeah, when people do competitive food eating, they just eat an insane amount of lettuce every day, and it expands their stomach. That's probably what I did going vegan. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you could. Just I feel like, I feel like I eat more now than I did really before. Yeah, <laughs> maybe your body was just like, never do that again. Probably, man. And so now it's just constantly wanting food because it's like doesn't know if mm-hmm. it's ever going to get food again. I didn't really lose energy though, so that was cool. Like well, I was, good. I was expecting to be like sleepy all mm-hmm. the time, but energy levels pretty much stayed the same yeah did you have to like compensate with like different stuff while you were vegan like i would just eat a week's worth of groceries in about a day and a half Mm -hmm. so so you just ate more yeah yeah a lot yeah i if i did get full it was for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. i was like okay i gotta go eat something else Mm -hmm. (laughs) but and you were working out and everything too though right yeah so like and you just go in the same intensity that you had been didn't change the intensity yeah didn't change anything that also, that probably makes sense then, because you're probably getting less calories. Definitely. So, in order to do, I imagine that heightened your metabolism, though. Do you Maybe think? I think so. I mean, uh, I did a, a body scan. I don't know how accurate it is. There's a body scan of Crunch. Oh, and, cool. And, uh, it showed me. Well, it's not accurate, obviously, because it sh- <laughs> <laughs> it showed me that I lost 20 pounds of fat. Mm-hmm. And gained like 18 pounds of muscle. So there was like a two pound difference in a month. Mm-hmm. And that's physically impossible to do in 30 <laughs> days. I'm almost positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But I think it, the numbers are probably exaggerated, but I think I was able to lose fat and put on muscle, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. But my, my weight like fluctuates so much. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I don't even know what I weigh accurately. Like, Sometimes I'm like 235 pounds, and sometimes I'm like 227 pounds. Yeah, and it's just all over the place. So, <laughs> yeah, I just I just settle on 230. Yeah, I get that. I just can't. I have enough here that I can't see the difference. It's all happening underneath this layer yeah. of stomach that I have. But I, 
I was like 280 pounds two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then I dropped down to two. When I got out of the hospital, I was 220. Good job. Well, I didn't ask for that. (laughs) (laughs) I lost that weight because I couldn't eat food. But, uh, (laughs) and then before that, it was just. You had something to lose, though, so. I did. Good on you. (laughs) I did. You were prepped. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when I got out of the hospital, I legit, when I, I I lived with my dad, and, uh, they just eat fast food exclusively. Mm. So every day I was eating Taco Villa, mm-hmm. um, Pizza Hut, uh, Dairy Queen, and I think like Chicken Express. So just fried food. Yeah, that was that was my childhood. Yeah, I would eat fast food every day. Yeah, so I was all that's all I ate, and I put on. I think I'm at two fifty now, just from just <laughs> eating. And I know I'm disappointed too. It's sad. But um, <laughs> they they bark at literally nothing. So I do that too. Yeah, I got kind of distracted. But hey, yeah, I did lose weight. I'm not as heavy as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get back into doing some sort of activity because I don't do any of that right now. But drive to Georgia where Hastings used to be. I'll be there. Oh, at Crunch. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot that. That's oh yeah. That was okay. What building do you remember? Um, the big Hastings, like yeah. the two story. Where I used, I used to live right there. Where was that one? What it's, street was that on? It's uh, it's where the Georgia Tap House is. I think. Is it? I believe so. Okay, so they just completely demolished that building. Yeah. I didn't. I never remembered what happened to it. It was such a cool building. Yeah, I would ride my bike there all the time as mm-hmm. a kid. The two stories were mm-hmm. badass. It felt like a Virgin Mega Store, but Hastings. It was beautiful, yeah. and then uh, I still remember. There was like this, uh, the comic for like, they had a bunch of comic books and mm-hmm. I was in comic books for like a brief period. Nerd. And they had like, <laughs> yeah, they had like the first issue of Wolverine ever. Nice. And it was like 75 cents. And then like a couple of years later, I'm like reading this book, this magazine with my cousins. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is valued at $3,000. I'm like, I just saw this like two years ago for mm-hmm. less than a dollar. Yeah. And then I just felt dumb, and wow. I still regret it. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I called you a nerd, but in reality, I have a closet full of comic books. Nice. I just stopped buying them like two years ago. I don't have any. They sound. I like the, the way that how free it. I guess they are to like play with storylines. Because mm-hmm. I was talking to this guy I work with, and he was like, "Oh yeah, there's like a whole universe." There's like five separate universes of Batman, mm-hmm. and there's this one Batman where he's like a, he defeats this Greek god or something. I don't know. He was going off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and how there's like 15 different types of Green Lantern dudes. Oh, yeah. And it's just, comics sound awesome. I don't have the time to invest in them. but It's a lot. They sound, they sound like good. I don't think I've read, I haven't read all of the ones I bought. I I just like having sets of things. Mm-hmm. It, it, it satisfies a part of my brain that yeah. I just don't understand. Well, you've been in... Uh, Skyler Studio. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got comics everywhere. He's like really like artsy with the decorations. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I don't think I'll ever be like that. Yeah, your studio is like. I'm very simple. Yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty you were at my last minimal. apartment. I had a, yeah. I had a flag on the wall, and a Tupac poster, and that was yeah. It. That was my whole <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot there either. You're just a, you're a very minimal guy. You're just I like. Am. I don't need a lot of flashy stuff. Just do my thing. And Skylar's like, I'm a huge nerd and I got to show it to everybody. <laughs> so, Boom, roasted. Yeah. He's a big fan of Ninja Turtles. I love the Ninja Turtles. They're pretty great. They're exciting. 
I want to see like a dark version, you know, similar to Joker, but with turtles. <laughs> I think that was the first movie was trying to be. I mean, they killed Shredder in the first movie. Did they? Yeah. Have you never seen the first movie? You're talking about in the 90s? 89, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the remake. Oh, no, 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 no. No, Did those I, were trash. I didn't watch those. Yeah, no, they they weren't they weren't great. Well, in the original comic, like Shredder dies issue one, hmm. like they like murder him. So what follows up that? Bunch of other villains. I don't even know. Bunch of pizza. Yeah, and pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was like it was actually it was originally like a pretty dark comic. Mm. Um, and then they realized, oh, that doesn't sell toys. Yeah. So they got to make it family friendly. That's cool. Have you ever seen the Spawn movies or comic books? I I watched the the film with John Leguizamo, and at the end, but I never read the comic books. I was always intrigued by that character, but I never. I was too. They used to have like his like collectibles at mm-hmm. Hastings, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "That looks awesome." But the I'd... character designs were really good. Yeah, Todd sure. McFarlane and that whole crew were really. Have we talked about this before? I don't think so. Okay, because <laughs> I t- I talked to someone else about Todd McFarlane on the mm-hmm. podcast. But yeah, I was. I thought I was having a flashback. No, I don't think we've talked. We might have. It's been over a year since. Well, maybe not a year. I don't I'd remember. Have, I'd have to check. I got out of the hospital, so it had. To, it's been less than a year because. Yeah, it was pretty recent. After yeah, that. yeah. So, but yeah, I think uh, I don't remember talking about Spawn. They're remaking it. Yeah, but I don't know if it's actually happening because it was supposed to be uh, Jamie Fox. Oh yeah. And last I checked, they were like. In limbo on yeah. a movie, so I don't know. Yeah. I, hope, I hope it happens. It'd, It'd be, be cool. cool. It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, remakes, man. That's all that happens now, really. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a movie that's like was an original idea that was like really good so far in the last year. Uh, What? What? Jordan. What's his last name? Oh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. What he's doing. Yeah. It feels pretty original. But, I mean, then again. It's still got a lot of like horror movie tropes, but yeah. tropes are one thing. That's that's you're not gonna avoid. You can't avoid tropes because mm-hmm. that's just how storytelling works. And that's how the legend of myth works and hero's journey, all that that's true. Joseph Campbell stuff. You can't avoid that. But when you're like remaking shot for shot, The Lion King with CGI animals, like mm-hmm. that's different. That's not following tropes. That's just reskinning a movie. I haven't heard any good reviews on that either. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> it was Seth Rogen and uh, Billy Eichner were really great in it, mm-hmm. um, but part of what Lion King was, was so great about Lion King was somehow you felt emotionally connected to those animals. Like when mm-hmm. Simba's dad dies, you're really spoiler alert. Uh, you feel really sad about it. I didn't know his dad died. I'm sorry. Well, now <laughs> you know, um, and you don't feel that in this movie mm-hmm. because they're real animals, and real animals don't emote as much as cartoons. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So it really relied on the voice actors to communicate emotion. Mm-hmm. But none of those people in that movie were really wonderful voice actors, mm-hmm. except for mm-hmm. James Earl Jones. That's you know, yeah, like... Because it's kind of like Beyonce's in there just to be like, I'm Beyonce, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, it definitely felt that way. And it was really o- the only two people that that it worked with were Timon and Pumbaa. Mm, that's interesting. Cause yeah. I, I just assumed Donald Glover would be great at voice acting. You know, I, w- I thought so too. Maybe it was just the script. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just felt really like empty. 
like the eyes of Mufasa when he was mm-hmm. trampled by those antelope. That kind of sucks. Or no, wildebeest. Yeah. It looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the shots were, the animation is crazy. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't great either. I see that. But now we have Disney Plus. Yeah, so I can just go watch the old Lion King. And we'll have Disney Squared. And then so. Disney Squared with, uh, what did we say was going to be on there? Oh, all the racist stuff that mm-hmm. Disney had. All yeah. the classics. Yeah, the I can't remember what they were called, but the Zippity Doodah cartoon is incredibly racist. The Crows, in, is it the Jungle Book that the Crows are in? Oh, the Crows are in Dumbo. The Black Crows, yeah. <laughs> in Dumbo. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about guys. that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> Would like... you ever see an elephant fly? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's bad, but it's like cool at the same time because it's like that's part of history. Like, yeah, we can look back and say, oh, that's that was acceptable at one point. You know? Yeah, and then we don't have to be like, oh no, like we can't show anyone ever. Like, no, we should we should be able to talk about like if we can talk about the civil rights movement, we should be able to talk about racist crows. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's part of it's as part of the civil rights movement as long as it's through the same lens. Yeah, and it's not like what. Those are the good days. <laughs> I miss the days where we would make animals. <laughs> yeah. Like uh like Looney Tunes. There's an old Bugs Bunny cartoon and he look he doesn't look like a normal black guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like a guy in blackface. <laughs> what they thought black people were like in the thirties. And it's mm-hmm. incredibly uncomfortable. Sometimes. Muppets never did any of that. See, I didn't even pay attention to the Muppets enough. I know they went to Treasure Island. That's like oh. the worst movie. Is it? No, Muppets from Space is the worst movie. <laughs> because it's not actually Muppets from Space. It was Muppets in Space or something mm-hmm. like that. Never went mean? to space. They were on Earth the whole time? They were on Earth the whole time. And like an alien comes to Earth and that's mm-hmm. that's it. But its title is still Muppets I'm pretty sure it was Muppets <laughs> in Space. Not one Muppet in Space. The whole movie. I'll have to check with Disney Plus and see what they say. Yeah, it's all the Muppets is on Ice Piggy. No, I don't like Miss Piggy either. She's Shout a jerk. Spoken. She needs to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She needs to know her place. She needs to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she needs to get back in the kitchen. And we'll wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> what if we just ended on that note? <laughs> That's... You know what? I I would have been one of the better endings of the podcasts I've done with. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I was going <laughs> to... Unrelated topic. Great. Are you... How do, how do you feel about the next Batman coming up? Have you seen the cast? Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited. I They're introducing a lot of people, and that's kind of disconcerting. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited, I think. I think Robert Pattinson is going to do fine. I forgot who the last person they introduced was. They announced, uh, was it McConaughey as yeah, Harvey Dent? McConaughey. Yeah, as, as Two-Face. That's super random. And then um, they announced... Like the Riddler. Is it like some nerdy dude? Yeah. I don't even know what he's in. Paul, oh, Paul Dano from um, Little Miss Sunshine and No Country for Old Men. Wait, what did he play in No Country for Old Men? He's like the... Or no. I get that one and There Will Be Blood mixed up. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. I think it's There Will Be Blood. But Little Miss Sunshine was cool. Mm-hmm. He was just an angry teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Which he still kind of looks like a teenager. He was also in Prisoners. Did you ever see Prisoners? Mm-hmm. With Hugh Jackman. That movie is good. It's long as hell, but it's really good. It doesn't feel like two and a half hours, but it's two and a half hours. Mm. Um, but yeah, he was that. And then who did they announce as um, Catwoman? 
They now summon uh, yeah, Zoe know. Kravitz. Zoe, yeah. 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 I'm excited. Cool. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. They need. I think we need to wait a minute. Definitely. I think it, there needs to be a good break of, like you said, a superhero movie break. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a breather, wash the palate out. Yeah, it's kind of like come back to it. All that hype that was surrounding Little Mermaid, and they still haven't made that movie. Yeah. When they first found out the mermaid was black, and half of the people were like, "Oh, they're gonna be so upset." Yeah. And the other half were like, "I guess." <laughs> who Who was it? Was it Zendaya? I, maybe I don't know. No, it wasn't Zendaya. No, they they were, it's probably not random, but no, I, she's I haven't seen her she's before. an established actress, Matt, yeah. and I would expect <laughs> you to respect that. Jeez. They just found her outside. Yeah, like, you <laughs> yeah. You're black. <laughs> we need diversity. This is Disney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I, yeah, that's true. I was. I am pretty excited about the Little Mermaid because Disney does a really good job with like water. Like water animation effects and stuff like that. Like yeah, Finding, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is a solid movie, and it was Finding like two thousand, two thousand two or something like that. I don't remember if I have. You now I can it. on Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. Baby Are you Billy. sponsored by Disney Plus? Is I this am. why you keep bringing I'm it also up? Also sponsored by Texas Ale Project. One hundred million angels singing double IPA. I'm not sponsored by them. I just like their beer. It's not bad. Yeah, fun stuff. I I I'm not a huge IPA fan, mm-hmm. but this one's not bad. I usually just drink Lone Star because it's cheap. It's cheap, and when I'm playing shows, it's free. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Golden Light. Golden Light and, uh, well, Leftwoods, they don't give you free beer. You have, like, a tab or something. Mm-hmm. You're given, like, a certain amount of drinks. So, but still Some, Lone Star. Sometimes. Leftwoods is iffy for me, but that's cool. Yeah. It's cool they got you like that. Yeah. I think it's probably because the other band, mm-hmm. like, asked for that. I don't know. I was just told, hey, would you want to come open for us? I was like, yeah, sure. Did you know Lone Star is like 2% alcohol? Is it really? Yeah. It's like the complete opposite of Texas, man. Yeah, that's true. You need to be better, Texas. should go all out. Better Lone Star. 10% alcohol. <laughs> 10% would be crazy. 100% alcohol. You die. Definitely. But aren't we all slowly dying? <laughs> spiraling into nothingness? The whole bottle of 100% alcohol. Yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of... Or, is Everclear 100? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm no longer Everclear. a scientist. Yeah, I know. Were you a scientist at one point? Yeah. Of course. I was like Bill Nye. Oh, nice. The science guy. I like him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like him. Seems fun. He seems like, uh, oh, and he's grown up with us, right? When we were mm-hmm. kids, he was all nice to us. He's like, look, look this is how atoms work. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, you bitches, stop burning the ground, the minute to the ground. Yeah, he was a good fellow for when our teachers were hungover. <laughs> he, he did a good job. Yeah. But, oh, Skylar has that bit about um, teacher, mm-hmm. his friend being a teacher and doing acid. Doing it. I also like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I kind of want to watch that Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. I grew up with Mr. Rogers. You know, I'm kind of getting, uh, I'm glad that Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers, but can we just give Tom Hanks a break? Like, I've seen enough Tom Hanks. It was like, we get it. He's America's sweet. I guess. I thought I was Tom Hanks out, and then I watched that movie Road to Perdition, mm-hmm. where he's like a mobster. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't know Tom Hanks did this. You know what my favorite <laughs> Tom Hanks role is? What? David S. Pumpkins from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> is that recent? It was, a, no, it was a couple years ago when he hosted, I think it was 2016, but it came yeah. back up for Halloween. I think I remember that. And it's like they're going through this elevator of horror things, and mm-hmm. it comes to him, and it's him, and then Mikey Day and uh, Bobby Moynihan are skeletons. And he's like, I'm David S. Pumpkins. And he's just in this, like, pumpkin blazer suit. And they're like, 
what's supposed to be scary about that? And he's like, I'm David Pumpkins, man. And then the skeletons <laughs> dance, and that's it. That's funny. And that's my favorite Tom Hanks role. I I watched. I didn't. I don't think I saw that episode, but I saw the clip where he was on Jeopardy as like a Trump supporter in a MAGA hat, <laughs> and it was really he was on Black Jeopardy. He's on Black Jeopardy. That's right. <laughs> He's slowly like understanding their culture. Yeah. And, yeah, it's hilarious. It's a good one. Tom Hanks is a genius. When he mm. no, he wasn't a stand up in a movie. Mm, interesting. Yeah, like in the eighties. I think it was called like the comedian or stand up comedian or something. Nice. But, yeah. That's, yeah. I didn't know about that one. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Hanks, man. Most people know Tom Hanks, like, Forrest Gump and on. Mm-hmm. So when he started doing serious stuff. But you got, like, Big, Turner and Hooch, Dragnet. Big was a great movie. Big's a good movie. I love that movie. I haven't seen the other two you mentioned. Turner and Hooch is a story about a police officer and his, I want to say it's like a bulldog of some sort. It's like a gross dog. Like, oh, see, I thought it meant, like, Hoochie. Oh, no. No, it's a dog. I'm pretty sure the dog's name is Turner Not and his name is Hooch. Oh, Tom Hanks is a Hoochie. Yeah, like it's a switch. Like you think, oh, well, the dog's name is ridiculous. It's by Tom Hanks. Also, yes. <laughs> In 80s technology. Yeah. Yep. Um, And then Dragnet was just like a comedic take on the old like 70s cop drama from that I only know because Nick at Night. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks has an unfair soft spot in my heart. Just because of Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Just because of Sheriff Woody. That's true. Did you watch Toy Story 4? I did not. It's pretty good. I remember they all almost died. It was Toy Story 3 was like Die Hard at the end. It was. <laughs> I When I was watching that scene, I was like, oh, gosh, I hope they kill them. I hope these toys die. That would be such a cool ending. That would be, be huge. That would be such a ballsy move for Pixar. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm done. No more <laughs> movies need to be made. This is the pinnacle of cinema right You're here. Lucky you got three. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth one was good though nice yeah it was about like identity and being who you are and mm-hmm. Woody's trying to figure out who he is now that he's not mm-hmm. Andy's toy anymore it's pretty to cool find a job it's pretty cool yeah he he actually j- starts working in the sex industry gets a studio apartment mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. starts escorting because that's how they make the money he does the movies for advertising and then he, and then he, he yeah, escorts yeah. escorts obviously yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah with a Woody Ba-boom. Nice, nice. I had to find a dirty joke. Uranus <laughs> joke, Woody joke, check. Woody goes to Uranus. Nice. Toy Story Five. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Woody in the Fudge Factory. Toy Story Five. <laughs> Woody. <laughs> Woody packs fudge, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's a nice Jimmy Crack Corn <laughs> reference. You don't hear many of those. You don't. They're it's outdated. A, it's a good one. I'm bringing them back. Yeah, I don't understand that song. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, Jimmy Crack Corn. I don't care. Did you know they were popping corn like thousands of years ago? Really? Native Americans were popping corn. Of course we were. They started it. Yeah. Good job, man. You know, there are very few things I've given to this society. <laughs> Fucking popcorn's one of them. Popcorn and arrowheads. Mm-hmm. And um and dream catchers. And three professional sports teams. And turquoise. And turquoise. Chiefs, Redskins. Braves. Braves. There's also Reds. Okay, four. Mm-hmm. As far as I know. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any racist teams in the NBA. Yeah, they're all animals, huh? Yeah, surprising. Mm. And, and magic, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, and heat. <laughs> and rockets. Jazz. Ooh. Jazz could be construed as kind of racist, maybe. Mm. But it's in Utah, so is it really? like? Oh, wow, that's weird. Yeah. 
It should be New Orleans Jazz, yeah. right? Yeah, like uh, Louisiana Jazz or the Chicago Jazz. Utah can take the Pelicans. They should switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or the Utah Utah Magic. Utah Wives. Utah Sister Wives. Yeah, that'd be dope. There we go. It seems more fitting. Mm-hmm. Utah Magic Underwear. Mm-hmm. I think they have magic underwear. I don't know. Is that Mormons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I listened to, uh, I've probably talked to you about this before, but last podcast on the left, mm-hmm. three comics go over like a bunch of crazy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they covered four episodes or four or five episodes on just the, the history of Mormonism and mm-hmm. Joseph Smith. And it's hilarious. It, there are some pretty interesting things about it's crazy, man. that faith structure. He's a an excellent salesman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Are they the ones that did, um, is that the podcast that does the whole episode on Chris Benoit? Is that last podcast on the left? Maybe. I haven't seen it, but it's possible. It, they, they, they've covered like Jeffrey Dahmer. They've covered like Columbine. I think it's that one and then. Cause it's like, it's like a comedic take about it. Yeah. yeah it's they mostly, talk, mostly serial killers, but yeah. then they'll cover like current events and stuff. Yeah. They talked about, they did a Chris Benoit episode. That's pretty funny. I mean, the Chris Benoit tragedy is horrible mm-hmm. and sad, but yeah. they made it hilarious. They did, um. One's on the a doctor, a Nazi doctor, Joseph Mengele, mm-hmm. and it gets so brutal. But like the way they they save it from like being like totally dark and depressing, but mm-hmm. just by adding a little bit of humor into mm-hmm. it and doing impressions of like Nazis, <laughs> and it's so much fun. There's something funny about a German accent. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't do one. Germans don't appreciate it, but everyone well, else no. does. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares if the German? What are they going to do? Try to take over there's, the world? There's a South They've Park, tried that twice. There's a South Park episode <laughs> where Germany wins an award for being the least funny country. <laughs> I love the... Oh, that reminds me. I love... So when Robin Williams, he was on uh, Craig Ferguson, and he did like... He was talking about how he did a, a tour in Germany. And uh, the Germans were like, why are there no funny people in Germany? And he's like... Do you ever think maybe because you killed them all? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, Robin Williams. It's savage. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Old Robin Williams. Yeah. It's a true statement, too. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast today, and he was talking about, like, all the Jewish directors of comedy movies. Mm. Yeah, like They're great at comedy. Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Um, Judd Apatow. Yeah. Um. Seth Rogen probably has he directed movies? I think he has. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, super bad for kids. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Good boys. Uh, good boys. Was that good? I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't either. I only talk about movies I haven't seen. That's it. <laughs> no, Joker's the only movie I've seen. Like I've gone to. There's honestly not been a lot of a good while. movies this year. I, I I think Joker's the only one I've gone to theaters. For. I went to Lion King before Joker. I think I was. This is us. Was the one I saw. It's not This Is Us, Us. <laughs> oh, Us, yeah. This Is Us is that really sad TV show on NBC. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Was Us good? Yeah. It was, it was very thought-provoking. Yeah. It made you, like, like I had to sit there and think about the movie for, like, two days. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it. And mm-hmm. I looked up some, some forums and some reviews. Mm-hmm. And there's this is a big, there's a deep storyline to it. Yeah. And it kind of, like, compares itself to society. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it. It's really good. Uh, I, I've I've wanted to, but I just don't know if I, I'm mentally mm-hmm. ready to watch that movie. It wasn't like scary. It was almost like comical as you're watching it. Really? But then like after you're done watching it, like, oh that that didn't register to me at first, but now it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a whole It's like hitting you later. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a post like post 
trauma kind of thing. It provokes it provokes mm-hmm. a discussion. Yeah. Because you like have to talk about it. Yeah. Which I mean, I feel like Get Out was like that too. Yeah, it was. Like, Get Out was more like in your face about it. Mm-hmm. But the, us, I mean, I'm sure Get Out probably had some hidden things, but mm-hmm. us has some things that it's not like uh, direct about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just kind of have to like think about it for yourself mm-hmm. and decide. I see. Yeah. Jordan Peele's a genius, so I, I trust he that is. it was a good movie. It was a good movie. For sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we haven't talked anything about uh, your music. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're an hour and a half in. Oh, dang, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I just played a show last night, so that was cool. It went well? Yeah, it went all right. Um, honestly, I haven't really done a whole lot. I'm trying to write again. I just like sat down a couple weeks ago and started writing again, but I, it really comes down to I didn't think I was going to be playing anymore. You know, after I got out of the hospital, I was like, ah, I might try here and there, but... And then I started meeting a bunch of guys here in Amarillo that I was like, well, I got offered to play a couple shows. I got tired of playing acoustic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just started asking some folks that I knew, hey, can you come play the show with me? And from then on, it's like a lot of these guys are like, no, I want to keep playing for you. I was like, okay, cool. And so nice. I'm just trying to get back into that. So we'll probably see how next year goes. But Why did you think you were done? I just... Before everything happened with my hand, I playing became was pretty second nature for me. Mm-hmm. So, because for me, I like to play. I I I play. I write music and play music to do that live. Like I don't. I'm not. I I'm I am interested in like making a record, putting that out, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool, but I really like just being on stage and doing all that stuff. And um, I just kind of felt like I wouldn't be able to do that the same way because I have to just constantly be thinking about what I'm doing and. I didn't have a good way to to play the guitar like I would like to, mm-hmm. so I was like, well, you know, it was cool when while it lasted, and I'll play in, you know, I'll come do open mics or something here or there, and just because like I knew that I needed to at least try to play a little bit just for my own sanity and honestly just because for my friend, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like the least I can do is like try to do something that I enjoy since I'm still here because yeah, I very well sure. couldn't have been. Absolutely. And, uh, but I, yeah, I just didn't think, I didn't really feel like I was able to play the way I wanted to. And I didn't think I was going to be able to find people who would be able to help carry mm-hmm. the music with me, you know, like, yeah. um, but like the guys that I'm playing with right now, this is like our third time to play together. Um, and literally the third time. Huh? Like literally? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Like Not like third show, but like third. No, third. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think. So Colin. So there's a band called J Trial here in town. Mm-hmm. And two of those guys have been playing for me. Their drummer and their bass them. player. Isn't. Um, never mind. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, the guys who play for me is Colin Judd and BJ Dyer. Um, and they. Colin played for my show at Leftwoods back in August, I think is when we played mm-hmm. at Leftwoods. Um, and he showed up that night. He hadn't rehearsed with us or anything. Um, and I'd sent him my music and said, hey, here's some chords. And he just kind of followed along that night and killed it. Nice. Um, and the other two dudes I was able to rehearse with, they were from Lubbock. I had played with them before in different bands. And that's Chuck and Harvey. And uh, we got a rehearsal in for that show. Chuck and Harvey. Chuck and Harvey. And um, 
So Colin had never played with us until that night at the show. Chuck had rehearsed with me once. And then um, through that, I met BJ, their drummer, with, that plays with Colin. And we literally, at the Golden Light show in September, BJ had, we didn't have a rehearsal. We showed up. Wade let us come in at like four at Golden Light. We set up, got a mic, and just ran through stuff about four hours before the show and then played that show. And nice. that was me, Colin, BJ, and my friend Laura sang with me. And then... um this last show none of us got together and it was chuck bj and colin we didn't we didn't rehearse at all and we showed up and and just played like and for not having rehearsals or anything like that like those guys are doing doing really well and i'm having to learn how to just kind of like like we were talking about earlier i don't know if it's actually winds up winds up in the episode or not or if we cut it out because we started over but we were talking about like kind of being a control freak and wanting to kind of like this is what my vision is of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to play the way that I want to, I have to kind of learn to like let go and just kind of let these guys play at certain parts and know that I just can't. Yeah. And just kind of let it happen however it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's been really cool. Cause Gotta have that trust. Yeah, yeah. And that's really been it is I've just kind of been learned to trust these guys and mm-hmm. that's been really cool. Um, I'd like to get some more stuff written that we can play together but mm-hmm. um i haven't really i'm having to like push myself to do that because yeah. i still feel this way of like i can't play guitar how i want to mm-hmm. and that's frustrating and then so I you're just so give restricted up. right now mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad you haven't given up yeah yeah i i, I kind of can't afford to i think it's yeah. the best thing for my mental health is to do it i'm gonna find a video of a guy with no hands playing guitar i've seen the i'm gonna send it to you i'm gonna be like what's your excuse the one <laughs> i've seen the guy <laughs> play with his feet it's phenomenal these guys that play with their feet have you seen that movie august rush mm-hmm. where he just picks up a guitar and he's like he just starts <laughs> slapping it yeah. yeah i love that movie that's you that's a great movie it's a really good movie it really warms your heart yeah that kid uh freddie highmore he's in um the good doctor. The good doctor. Yeah. That's the August Rush kid. I like it. They just made house with like a 12-year-old, a which he's not even a 12. He's yeah. probably like 28. <laughs> they made they made house with a guy who has high-functioning autism. Oh. Yeah. Because that's the whole premise is he's like autistic, so he, mm-hmm. he doesn't understand social cues, but he understands doctor stuff. That's how bad I am at social cues. I had no idea he was autistic. I was like, oh, he's just a smart, awkward guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, maybe that's just, like, that. that's exactly what it is. Is, that, just... is that the thing behind the character of Sheldon from uh, Big Bang You Theory? know, m- maybe. Maybe he is. I don't know. Because I know they made him as a child. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, I don't fully understand, like, the autism spectrum well enough mm-hmm. to know. Yeah. So I'd, I'd try not to speak about it too much. I but... remember the first time I found out about Asperger's. Mm-hmm. I was uh, probably a freshman in high school. Did you think it was like a weird hamburger that I thought it was? With? I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's a funny word. Yeah, but, but it's. A, but then I realized there were people in my school with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. I laughed too loud about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It is it. a funny word. <laughs> they stopped using. I think they stopped using that term now, and they just call it high functioning autism. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like once autism became this huge like conversation, mm-hmm. and they realized, oh, this is a a spectrum of mm-hmm. a mental whatever they start i guess started realizing that all these different things well, yeah, I mean, existed in it if you're gonna name a disease after a guy go with the first name you know what i mean like it's, <laughs> like i have mics <laughs> yeah yeah i have mike and or X. full name <laughs> mike and X. like lou gehrig it's called mm-hmm. lou gehrig's disease yeah which gehrig's disease wouldn't be bad but no 
Asperger's. No. We didn't think that one through. We <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but no, yeah, I am glad to be playing again. I think, um, you know, I, I, I miss it, and I just couldn't say no when yeah. people ask me to play. So glad you're playing, man. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But other than that, like, you know, I just. I started playing for, I'll play for churches again mm-hmm. occasionally. I'll do that too. And so I, I just like doing that. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. I miss coming to Amarillo as often as I used to, though. I used to come here like every other week. I don't do that as much anymore. You have to be here now like once a month? Sometimes if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was coming twice a week when I was doing therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all that uh, stopped. And now I don't come at all to Amarillo. Do you do anything for therapy? Do you like squeeze a ball or anything? I have things that I'm supposed to do, uh-huh. um, but I, I don't. I need to. I'm ashamed. Uh, no, I am too. <laughs> uh, I need to do them. I will say one of the coolest things uh, is um, shout out to my friend Viv. So and she actually has a podcast too. I'm not meaning to plug her podcast, but she has one too. Oh, it's you pretty can plug cool. Her podcast? It's called How to Live with Viv. It's a cool podcast. She talks to twenty somethings and they talk about specific topics and how to navigate it as a twenty year old. I like how it rhymes. Yeah, it's pretty and cool. It sounds informative. She's an incredibly sweet lady and uh, she is a she does like physical therapy for people mm-hmm. and she particularly she does laser therapy at this place here in Amarillo. Mm. And uh, she's been doing that on my hand every so often and it's supposed to help like stimulate nerve regeneration and ease muscle soreness and stuff like that. Is it possible? Uh for the laser to have like a incredible Hulk type of like gamma rays, yeah, I hope so. so but it would like, only be in my arm, like my really arm, strong arm. Yeah, my <laughs> arm would just be really, really strong, and not like for the reason that most people think it would Dean be. Dean Boyd, you know. Dean Boyd, yeah, the strong arm. He'd be the strong arm. So there's a strong arm in Lubbock too. There's not Dean, not Dean Boyd, a but lawyer in, who goes by uh, strong. Yeah. Arm? Wow. Well, there was, and he killed himself. Mm. And uh, guess not. Yeah. Plan. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Sorry, sir's family. Oh, no. It's awful. But I saw the Dean Boyd posters up still after I heard about that. I'm like, didn't. I thought this guy was not alive anymore. And then I found out there's multiple strong arms. Mm -hmm. There's like a whole clan of strong arms. There probably is. It's probably a a Ku Klux clan of strong arms. Nice. Like, where are the strong arms? We do a lot of push ups. I can't see through this (laughs) sheet. The holes are too small. It's a nice reference. Uh, Jonah Django. Hill, Jana, Django yeah. and Good scene. Probably the funniest scene of the movie. There's a scene with uh, where Django shoots that lady in the house when he's going on the shooting spree at the end, mm-hmm. and she just like she like com- she gets shot and gets launched to the side in this like really comedic way. Yeah, that's pretty funny. What's his name? Uh, the director. Quentin Tarantino. He's really good at comedic. Yes. Yeah, like when uh, over the top deaths. Um, in Pulp Fiction, when um, what's his what was his name? Marvin. Um, Marvin that gets killed. Yeah. When they shoot Marvin in the back, like kind of points at him, and God, I, second time I've done that. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. When yeah, he turns around and shoots Marvin in the head, and they're like, "Oh, shoot Marvin in the face!" There's like blood all over the back. Have you seen Hateful Eight? Yeah, I didn't like it. That ending is like intense. I I liked everything up to the end, and I was like, "That's a lot of gore." Like, it's, <laughs> that was that was excessive. I was just bored. Mm. I was bored for most of the movie. 
Yeah, because they're all just sitting around. Well, they're all sitting around. And then there's scenes leading up to that where, like, Tarantino films a landscape for, like, 10 minutes too long. Mm. And I'm just like, I can hear in the background Quentin Tarantino and say, I'm Quentin Tarantino. I do what the fuck I want. (laughs) That's exactly what that shot is. Or, like, we get it. It's a stagecoach Mm -hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but you're going to watch 15 minutes of that stagecoach. (laughs) You know why? Because I'm Quentin fucking Tarantino. I still need to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've heard good I've, things. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it either. I'd like to. That's a movie that came out this year that I wanted to see. And Peanut Butter Falcon. I want to see that. I think I've heard of that, but I didn't know what it's, it was. It's uh, Shia LaBeouf. And uh, I don't know the guy's name. He's a He has Down Syndrome. But like he... Kevin like, Hart. Yeah. Da- yeah, that's right. It was Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> a well-known comedy writer, comedian, slash down syndrome person asperger's victim yeah um but no he's this kid who runs away from his like sister he wants to be a wrestler and so he runs away and he meets shia labeouf and it's like this cool like little huck and finn kind of adventure story oh someone's i've this has been brought up on the podcast before Mm -hmm. too yeah yeah it looks really good nice and then also the other shia labeouf film uh honey boy which is like the biopic about him growing up as a child actor it's apparently it's a, really, it's a really good. About Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, like he plays his dad in the movie, and then he has this little kid who it, it's like I can't picture him being a dad. It's so strange, man, because like does it, he have a mustache? He he's no, he doesn't have a mustache, but he has like he's balding up top, but his hair is long, and he wears these like '70s style like aviator mm-hmm. uh, reading glasses, and he's just a crazy dude. But it looks like a. Uh, Looks like a, a story he needed to tell. <laughs> just like, yeah, I, I, I grew up a weird life, and it's just kind of like, how do you grow up as a kid star yeah, he, and expect he to be normal? Like a, a John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or as if like John Lennon and the guy who killed John Lennon had a baby. <laughs> That's what his dad looks like in that movie. Shia LaBeouf's father. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, I was trying to think of some sort of beef pun. I can't think of one. That's why I'm not. A, that's why I'm not a comedian. Because uh-huh. LaBeouf, LaBeouf is uh, French for the beef. Is it? Yeah, Shia oh, the beef. Shia the beef. Yeah, the boof. Beefing. Mm-hmm. Beyond beef. Yeah, but those are movies I want to see. But other than that, I wasn't really. I feel like um, I don't even know what movies are coming out. Like I used to see so many trailers. Mm-hmm. No, I don't no. watch TV, so mm-hmm. I have no idea what's coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I pay for YouTube Premium, so I'm like. I don't get ads. Like Zombieland Two was out for a week before I even knew they were making a Zombieland Two. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see that. The only time I've seen trailers is when I go to see another movie. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Or like occasionally I'll see like one on Twitter, but it's only for like big things like mm-hmm. Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like cultural phenomena. Truthfully, like trailers are sort of a lost art. Mm-hmm. Like most promotion now is just like social media posts. I feel the same about music videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you go through and like just watch music videos, like these are all incredible. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea they were here. Mm-hmm. Like even your favorite artist has twenty music videos you haven't seen. Yeah, in my case. <laughs> yeah, like there were so many videos for "Damn" for the album, like Kendrick's album. Like, and I didn't realize that. I didn't know that either. I haven't yeah. seen. I haven't like, seen any of this. Humble, loyalty, love, and DNA. They're all having music videos. I think I've seen a couple, but nice. Yeah, my favorite song on there is "Fear." Fear's a good one. I think. I think that's the one. I don't know. There's a lot. That, that whole album goes great. Mm-hmm. It flows perfectly. Yeah. 
and it flows in different ways too because like you can listen to it front to back but i remember when it came out and reddit did this whole thing where they dissected it and said oh it's actually two albums if you take these out these tracks flip them upside down Mm -hmm. and these tracks and you play them that way yeah and that works too because yeah if you play it front to back it loops loops Mm -hmm. back to the first song Mm -hmm. i don't know if you listen to do you listen to dissect on spotify it's a podcast but they he like does like each episode is so he's done um he's done every Kendrick album he's done awesome. um he's done uh Frank Ocean's um Blonde I think he's actually done both of Frank Ocean's albums he's done Lauren, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill mm-hmm. but he goes track by track and like dissects the music like the so He'll be like, this sample is from this song from this year. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, he and so like he. So he's definitely got some Kanye. Yeah, he te- yeah oh yeah he tears all that down. But then he also like explores lyrically, and then he explores how this song is a callback to something else mm-hmm. in the beginning of the album. And he's just now started doing damn like the last month or two. That was my favorite thing about a uh, rap genius. Mm-hmm. Is anytime I like an album or mixtape would drop, I would go through and read the lyrics to every song as they were playing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, are you a fan of uh, Gambino? Oh, yeah. Because this album, Because of the Internet. Oh, you've, you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. He has a whole screenplay Yeah. made to that. And I watched the whole thing, and it was awesome. Yeah. And he, like, rented out uh, Chris Bosch's mansion, which is random. Oh, is that the uh, Clapping for All the Wrong Reasons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just watched that, like, a week ago. I'd been meaning to watch it because I had known about it, and I was, I was really intrigued by it. Um, but I finally watched it. Um, like recently, and I I still don't get it. <laughs> but I yeah, think that's the point. There's a lot to it, but yeah, because the internet's probably one of my favorite albums ever. It's yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like the and there's a lot of like theories behind, like just the, the fact the music videos like yeah. are all, they seem like they're all connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to see like more screenplays mm-hmm. about albums, but I mean. You'd have to be someone as creative as Donald Glover. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because he seems to like to do that with – because, like, when he did uh, – the album after that. I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, the one – Awaken was, My Love. Yeah, the yeah. one with uh, Redbone on it. Yeah. Um, he did, like, a whole, like, visual experience live for it and did, like, a VR. Mm-hmm. Like, he sold a vinyl that came with a VR headset and a download code for it. Um, like a visual, like they recorded uh, one of the experiences from Joshua Tree when they did that album. Wow! So you can listen to the vinyl while watching this VR experience that is like all supposed to be tied into how the, the album awesome. goes. And he does stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Like, did you watch um, Guava Island? No, I heard a lot about it. It's it's pretty great. Is it? it yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's short and it's like, I mean, it's the. I don't know. I I I had fun with it just because like I didn't realize it was gonna be. It's basically a musical kind of, because all these tracks he'd been releasing for like the last year, all wind up showing up in, in the movie. That's awesome. So like summertime, mm-hmm. magic and uh, feels like summer and this is America and they all show up in in the movie in some capacity, and uh, in completely different ways. Like they don't sound. This is America probably is the only one that sounds the most like the original but most of them are all like they sound a little bit different and mm-hmm. and there's nice. just kind of fun to watch them him be this character who's like kind of playful and yeah. fun and have you watched uh, his show atlanta i watched season one 
It's it's a great show. I wanted to. Wa- I've been wanting to watch the other ones. I've been meaning to catch mm-hmm. up um, because I thought it was just so well done. It was hilarious, but mm-hmm. also just like crazy out there. Yeah, it's hilarious and silly and serious and dramatic, mm-hmm. like all at the same time. He like captures everything. He captures like every emotion. Yeah, and I, I feel like comedy writers are really good at that. I mean, that's what I think why Jordan Peele does so well too. Um, yeah because i mean before donald glover was even like a well-known name he was outside of sketch comedy on youtube he was writing for 30 rock that's Mm -hmm. where he started you know and yeah so and like a lot of comedy writers that's what they'd wind up doing is they wind up doing like serious films and Mm -hmm. like um adam goldberg did uh the big short not adam goldberg um yeah, no, the guy that did, that uh, guy did Anchorman. The no, 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 no. <laughs> the guy that did uh, Anchorman. I don't know. I can't remember. Adam McKay. Sorry, mm. Adam McKay did the Big Short about uh, the housing market and the crisis. And he did Anchorman. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Paul Rudd on Hot Ones, and he said Anchorman was originally supposed to be a team of newscasters <laughs> on a plane that crashed on an island. Yes, <laughs> that was the best episode of Hot Ones. It really was ever. He is Paul Rudd is an American treasure. He's such a nice human. He is. I just love the meme. It just that took that meme of him just and he's like, look at us. <laughs> Who'd yeah, have thunk it? They use that for everything. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a nice dude. That dude, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but he's a great interviewer. Yeah, he is. He's really good. He knows like how to. So one of my biggest complaints with Larry, because Larry King is like the epitome of like interview mm-hmm. TV. I've literally never sat through a Larry King interview. The hard part about him is he he rushes people through the questions. Like he asks a question, and which the, there's something to that. You should be able to do that. Yeah. Ask a question. Once you get all the information you need from that question, like, okay, then we're moving on to the next one. But sometimes it's nice to like let a person continue tangent on because something cool might come from that. Mm-hmm. And Sean Evans knows how to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Rather than just kind of being like, here's a question. Cool, answer, and let's move on. You know? Yeah. And that was always my frustration with Larry King. More conversational. Yeah. And that's what people, in, I think, enjoy more anyway. Yeah, that's, you know? the, that's why podcasts exist. Yeah. Yeah. To the extent that that's why everyone loves Rogan. Yeah. Because he just smokes weed and asks questions. Yeah. And I mean, that's, <laughs> that's why Mark Marin blew up the way. Well, Mark Marin also blew up because. He's basically processing his own mental illness with mm-hmm. somebody. He'd invite someone to, hey, you want to do my podcast? Now let me talk at you for like 30 minutes about what's frustrating me. He's a good interviewer too. Yeah. I've never – I haven't gotten to a stand-up too much. I've, I've like heard good material from him, but mm-hmm. I don't know. He just seems like so pessimistic that, yeah. I, that I'm not gravi- I don't gravitate towards this sense of humor. Thinky Payne is <laughs> actually really funny. I liked that one. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he is very like Lewis Black kind of, where he's just like angry about everything for no reason, or for good reason. But it was like, okay, bud, we get it. So, yeah, cool guy though. No, he seems fine. So uh, you have trouble writing? You're having trouble getting motivated to write? Mm-hmm, yeah, I wrote a song. I finally wrote like a full first full thing I've written in like a year, like a month ago. But um, yeah, it's hard to. Uh, to sit down and just be motivated to to do any of that, mm-hmm. and I'd like to, I need to. Um, I, I part of it might also just be because like I just feel um, the the need to do it is because it's like I feel like um, the older I get, the less time I have to do it, which is true. Like the older you get, you you're losing true. time. That's but a scary like thought. I just like I turned thirty uh, two weeks ago, 
So like, congratulations. Thanks. I made it. Mm-hmm. I made it big three Oh, dirty 30. It's an accomplishment. It is, I guess. Yeah. That's so. three 10 year olds, three 10 year olds. Yeah. So it's, I am, I am the equivalent of the comedic trope of three children in a trench coat. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. I'm three children in a trench coat. With a fake mustache. Fake mustache and a fedora. Did you watch Bojack Horseman? Not enough. It's good. Another another show I've been meaning to watch. Yeah. I also want to watch Letter Kenny. Everyone talks about mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. Um, I got into Brooklyn Nine-Nine for a while. It's a good one, I, too. I never finished it, but I watched like six seasons. Yeah. Hilarious. The only reason I bring it up is because there's literally a guy who... It's a ki- two kids. It looks like mm-hmm. two kids in a trench coat. Like, it's very obviously kids in a trench yeah, coat we, with a hat. We're past that statement. We moved on. Oh, okay. We get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The joke is, is that she's da- he's dating uh, one of the main characters, mm-hmm. and Bojack's like, "That is obviously two children in a trench coat," and she's <laughs> like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, so I love that dude, uh, Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched Arrested Development? Oh yeah, he's he's so funny. That whole show is solid. Like it every is. everyone in that show just did such a great job. Yeah, it was like uh, the Office before the Office. Yeah, it really was. Like that, that awkward cringy comedy mm-hmm. yeah you're just like these people are awful and they don't realize it mm-hmm. that's like part of i think something that's that is kind of funny when people are unaware of what they're they're doing yeah that's what makes always sunny so interesting because mm-hmm. they're like the worst character characters of themselves yeah they're the, the worst people and they all and they all think someone described it to me they all think they're the main character of the show mm-hmm. and everybody else is along for the ride with them but everyone else also thinks that. <laughs> yeah, like a whole family of narcissists. Basically. <laughs> the one who's probably the least narcissist is Charlie, and that's just because he's an idiot. Yeah, he's not smart enough no, to be he a doesn't. No, he doesn't know. <laughs> so, But yeah, no, back to... I would like to do more... I, I honestly would just like to play more shows. I'm trying to get with more people. Mm-hmm. I've been playing for the, playing opening for the same guy for the last year. Gunner. Shout yeah, out to Gunner. Yeah, Gunner 4 in the interstate. And he he's was, a good dude. He was at Bad Axe. Um, the night I performed. Oh yeah, he went on before. I didn't see him because I was yeah. driving for Amarillo. Yeah, yeah, cool guy. He's a, he's there. There are a lot. The, I think the lineup they have is really solid now. I think he's he's the best. They're the best that they've ever been right now. Nice. And um, but he's you know, and I like playing for him. But he's like a country folk act, mm-hmm. and I'm not. Yeah. So like at some point, it's just like people are gonna get. They're they're not here for mm-hmm. for me to play rock music. Yeah. You know. Well, you look, you come across as more of like a, maybe like a metal guy. And I, then you, mm-hmm. you get into like this emo like vibe. Yeah. yeah. And it's awesome. I like it. But yeah. you don't, I didn't expect you to have that style when I first met you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It caught me off guard. Yeah. But it's a good thing. I mean, yeah. that's how I felt about Stuart. I felt the same way about Stuart because I was like, there's no way this voice is coming out of this human. <laughs> like, <laughs> St- yeah. No, Stuart's an interesting dude. Like, he's just like, are you, do you have a time machine? <laughs> like, are you from the seventies and you just came up here just to just to mess with us all? It feels that way. He does. It feels like he's just this dude that belongs in like the 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 free love movement of the sixties and seventies. Absolutely. So he's a good dude. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool that I come across as this guy who mm-hmm. would play metal. It's kind of. I mean, I did play metal for a bit. Yeah, you did. I remember that. Yeah. So that was definitely part of part of. But I am trying to play with more like rock bands and yeah. stuff and i i enjoy watching you perform because you're you're very vulnerable up there oh. and that's a i think that's a lot a thing 
that not a lot of people, I guess, are in touch with mm-hmm. as far as like music or even any type of performing mm-hmm. is like being that open about like your life and things that you're going through. And it's, it's good. It's yeah. good to watch. Well, thanks man. That's, yeah. I think it, I think you have the ability to touch a lot of people with, with what you're doing right now. So, well, thanks man. It's definitely appreciated. Well, that means a lot. It's nice to hear that. Cause I yeah. get worried that I'm, I'm just like emotionally vomiting on everyone <laughs> and no one's asking for it, which that might be true for most mm-hmm. people, but well, I, th- I think most people, um, like myself included, never had like a, a way to express that or never felt comfortable mm-hmm. expressing that. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to know that it's good to see other people dealing with things and and, mm-hmm. and handling it in a, in a good way. Yeah. So yeah, the well, and the the good avenue, and I think that's part of why I need to do it more because when I don't do that, then I I just isolate and I stay at home and I I process things in like a really like non-functioning like bad way and like a way where it's like why would anybody like want to hang out with me today yeah exactly yeah Yeah, i start to just get in my own head and it Mm -hmm. doesn't go well and i disappear you know and i just have a presence on instagram and that's it and uh because that's where i just post my story you know and it's like i'm sad so Mm -hmm. to play music is easy is better because it's cathartic and and there's a there's a bit of of a removal of myself out of it Mm mm-hmm you know, even though the songs are all pretty poignantly about the shit that I've gone through in the last year, mm-hmm. or now it's been two years, you know. But um, the hope is that I can. I'm trying to write more. I'm trying to write contrasting stuff too now. So I'm like trying to like write myself into some sort of happy place yeah. too. So like trying to write stuff about like love that does work and <laughs> that isn't doesn't end horribly and yeah, that'd be fun to hear. You know, so trying to do stuff like that. But at the same, all of it is going to come out of this place of like, no, this mm-hmm. is just, this is just how I am and how I operate on stage. And I'm trying to find ways to balance that where, cause I go to a bar there, people aren't, a lot of people aren't interested in all of that. So I'm just there, I'm trying to get there to play music and mm-hmm. have a moment where I can say some of that stuff. But then like yeah. I played Urbana, you were there for that. I played yeah, Urbana that was great, and that was really fun. And I think that place, coffee shops are a really good place yeah. for And there were a that. lot of people there for you. Yeah, you know. which was really cool of them. I was really grateful for that, and I was really I was glad that Travis asked me to do that because I I needed a a new scene mm-hmm. with some playing with some different people, you yeah. know. And like the bars, bars are kind of different because if they're not there to see you, they're there to like dance and drink. And yeah, exactly. Be rowdy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is fine. Like, and that's why I'm trying to write some stuff more. That there's also just not a good club in town that really facilitates like maybe zombies like punk and that whole like kind of like subgenre of like because mm-hmm. like I, I i would say like i i would fit more to play with like some sort of like pop punk bands and things like that tease has a lot of different genres but i feel like tease the, the regulars at tease really aren't into the music mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that seems to be most of the places i've gone yeah, it's kind of like tease is cool but like their demographic is just older that's how austin's was too when we play at austin's it was very clear that we were, and we I was. It was when I was in the yeah. metal band. Like they're like they're not here for this. Uh, like you know, do you know my son? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, zombies seems like when I went to was it Lovestock? Mm-hmm. Um, zombies had. I went to zombies a couple times because y'all were doing comedy between bands. Yeah, that was rough. And every band that was playing was like, "Oh, this is a punk band." I didn't realize there were this many punk bands in Amarillo. Yeah, and um, 
but that was a that had to have been rough because like you're basically trying to corral people back and forth between outside and inside. Yeah, it was. I mean, I knew it was a bad idea when I took it, but I was like, <laughs> I get to say I performed at the festival, so I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was so I so that's been the hard thing about all or one of the hard things is like I definitely wanted to be a part of the scene in Amarillo, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was get gonna get there last year. And then it just kind of all hard enough. I think I could have got onto Lovestock last year or this year or whenever that happened. Nice. But yeah, I don't know. Things, life, stuff happens. So you I hope you didn't play this year. Mm-mm. Like to. You got it next year. I hope so. Yeah. I'm trying to. Like, that's why I'm trying to play with more people in Amarillo. And like I've, I just met the guys with Dude Man last night. Oh, they're cool. They're cool people. And so we're trying. I'm trying to set something up with. I'd like to, like, there's actually a bunch of bands in Amarillo that's, like, I'd really like to play music mm-hmm. with. Like, I've talked with Luke about whatever, whenever they start doing stuff again. Do you, do you mean, do you mean Thea Leo? Thea is a band I have played with. The Leo is who I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah. you said Luke. I was like, wait. Yeah, Luke is in. Th- well, maybe they switched their nope. name up. <laughs> slip, it was a slip of, slip of my mind. Because I have played with a band called Thea Yeah, they're from Arkansas. Is that a play on the word Deity? I don't know. They are. They do play at Christian festivals. A word for some sort of theology, like God, something. I don't know. But I have played with them. I meant the Leo. Talk to Luke, and I would just. There's a lot of really wonderful mm-hmm. bands in Amarillo that are doing some really cool stuff, and I want to try to be a part of it. Nice. Now that I I feel like I'm kind of back. Yeah. And I have people who want to play for play with me and stuff like that. So I was pretty sad that. Uh smooth taste isn't doing that stuff anymore but oh yeah yeah the uh two of the band members are doing like solo stuff and mm-hmm. playing with lake dad so that's pretty cool I lake know, dads is another band all those artists are super talented yeah it's crazy i mean you included of course but well thank you like it's, it's, you didn't have to say it's that it's awesome to see i mean i wouldn't invite you if i thought you sucked <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> That's funny. At least I know the truth. So I'm going to yeah, take your word for it. Take my word. Take all my words. Did I uh, ask wrap-up questions last time we did? No. Any at that time? No. Okay, cool. We just sort of ended. I think you played a video. Every time I've been on your podcast, we ended with something. Because, like, the YouTube video thing's cool. Yeah. But really, it's like them listening to us react to something they can't see. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. But I'm down for these wrap-up questions. All right, so Are they, like, quick fire? Like, I have to just off the hip, like... Uh, it's up to you. Okay. You know, because sometimes I ask for 10 minutes about it. So, um, if you could make everyone in the world do something for 30 days, anything you want, what do they have to do? If I could make everyone in the world do the, do one thing. Yeah, for 30 days. For <sighs> Dang. Um, go to therapy. Mm. Or hydrate. Go to therapy or hydrate. Okay. Or cheaper. So Hydrating is hydrate. cheaper. Cheaper, yeah. Those are the first things that come to mind. They aren't fun answers, but mm-hmm. I think therapy is really important. Yeah, for sure. And I think people, a lot of people are afraid of talking about it's maybe not 30 days straight. That's a lot of therapy, but <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a bad thing. No. Yeah. So I think that would be it or try. No, those are it. Can't yeah. think of anything else. Build a wicker basket. Um, okay. Under, <laughs> underwater. <laughs> Because for some reason, that's a joke that people still make. Mm. Underwater basket weaving. Fun. Yeah. Some. I don't think I'm familiar with it, but yeah. A lot of people reference it. I dig it. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm an expert in underwater basket weaving. Oh, you're so hilarious. <laughs> What's your definition of success? Um, 
definition of success is um, doing something you're proud of, hmm. achieving a goal that you've set. Mm-hmm. I used to think success would be like being famous. Yeah. Um, but as I've gotten older, it's like I'd like to be famous, but there are other goals I can set, and if I achieve those, I'm successful. Yeah. And also, like for a vast majority of people, fame is is always fleeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have to do. You have to even if you have something go viral. Yeah. Like it only it's very temporary. Yeah. So you got to keep. Mm-hmm. repeating whatever mechanism got mm-hmm. you there yeah which is the hardest part it's like uh dr dre said on kendrick's album mm-hmm. it's easy to get it the hard part is keeping it and he was talking mm-hmm. about money yeah but same thing with like oh yeah anything. totally <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah so i think success really for me is doing something i can be proud of mm-hmm. whether that be making an album or you know if i um like even just like in in relationships like if i'm able to like develop a friendship that does something really cool in my life or their life or mm-hmm. you just do something really dope with somebody like that's success mm-hmm. you know and the other things that come with like the large idea of success or whatever but i would rather just do something i can be proud of nice that's a good answer if you could take a time machine to any point in your life past or future where would you go? What would you tell yourself? Past or future? Yeah. Well, I've watched enough time time travel shows. I don't think I'd go to the past. Um, also, I'm just kind of like everything that I've been through I mean, has made me who I am. And I kind of, for the first time in a while, kind of like who I am. Mm-hmm. I would probably go to the future. I don't know how far I would go. Um, if I could go... I would just go anywhere in the future and I would just tell probably tell myself like, yo, it's cool. Like just let go of whatever, whatever we've experienced Mm -hmm. up to this point that you're at now. It's done. It's okay. Just be you right now where you're at is where you're at. And that's Mm -hmm. all that matters. And the future you'd be like, shut up, stupid. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. He'd be like, you don't even know. You don't understand (laughs) what we've been through. I'm like, that's fair. And he was like, so shut up. And then he would overthink about the last decade of his life again. What would, what would you think, like, if you went to the future and you were, like, half cyborg, you know? Oh, that'd would be that cool. No, I think that would be awesome. <laughs> I need to be half cyborg, what if, man. What if you were a black guy? A black guy? Yeah. Oh, no. No, no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so how would that happen? If I went I to the know. future and I turned into a black guy? Yeah, like, if you went to the future and, like, oh, man, me and me at 45 is a black guy? Like, what happens? Anyway? I mean... Like, yeah, we got machines now. So. How, okay, <laughs> is it socially advantageous to be black in, in 30 years, 40, 20 years? That's a good question. Maybe you're, you know, like, you're, maybe you're joining the resistance and there's an all-out race war. Yeah, I mean, as long as I'm on the, uh, I'm down, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I feel like you you, you cornered me into something yeah. I have to. Not a question I usually ask. <laughs> anyway, least favorite race. <laughs> <laughs> the Dutch. Oh, man. That's fun. No, the Dutch are cool. They gave us Dutch bros. That's true. I don't know what it means. but yeah. I don't either. It's a, it's, a, it's a bagel place? I don't know. I think it's a coffee place. Oh. Yeah. But anyway. Um, can you think of a time you laughed the hardest? Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I still have to be home. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I know. Oh, I'm I'm well aware. <laughs> um, time I laughed the hardest. Uh, oh, man. So, 
<laughs> this is the only one I can think of. I'm just thinking to – I can just hear Pete Holmes saying, it doesn't have to be a good story. It just has to be a story you laugh at. Uh, so there's this one time my friend – he's like my – he's basically my brother. His name's Yvonne. He's this jacked, like big dude. And uh, he one time hugged my friend so hard that my friend like farted. Like he hugged him so hard <laughs> that he farted, and it wasn't like a. It was just this like little fart. My uncle did that to me once, and and I just remember laughing so hard at that. I mean, we were in college, like we were we were like not children. We were, I mean, basically children. But mm-hmm. I think that was probably one of the times I've laughed the hardest. Um, I like when I make someone laugh and they fart. Like while they're laughing, yeah. they fart. Yeah, and they try to hide it. Like, yeah, yeah no, we know. Yeah. yeah, we know you did. We heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the time, one of the times I've laughed the hardest. I I laugh at everything though, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my my vegan adventures. Was just just farts and they didn't smell though. It was just air, access air, <laughs> just loud air. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's I mean that's nice. I I guess. Maybe I don't know. Would you rather them smell bad? No, I wouldn't. I'd rather them be quieter. But oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> and less constant. Okay, so here's a good question. So would you rather have? Would you rather have this is my wrap up question? Would you rather have quieter farts but they smell bad, or loud farts but no smell at all? Quieter farts. Really? Yeah, because then I get the pleasure of like looking at someone's face as they smell my fart. And that's that's fair. always oddly satisfying. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Riveting stuff, Matt. <laughs> as long as I'm not the only person in the room, you know. <laughs> like if we're alone in a room, then it's like I'm screwed either way. Yeah. But in a large crowd, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm. I'm gassing it up. Yeah, like a like an aisle <laughs> at United. Yeah, absolutely. You just and then you just walk back real quick, just be like, did they smell it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they? Yeah, <laughs> they did. They did. No, they did. I'd, Some people are just polite and they won't say anything. Yeah, I, I'd always do that experiment with polite people. Mm-hmm. Like I'd fart in front of them and I'd watch their reaction. Just mm-hmm. be like, yeah. You know, that's like, me. That's me. I I I usually don't say anything. They're physically mm-hmm. uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but they're not going to say anything. Yeah, that's they me. They want to embarrass you. <laughs> yes. Well, because so the reason I'm like that is because I would hope that someone else would afford that grace to me mm-hmm. if I were to accidentally fart. Yeah, it's a good way to live. You know, and it's like I would hope someone would be like, "Oh, I can't believe you did." It's like, yeah. no, just please don't say anything. Please don't embarrass me. Sometimes it's kind of fun. See, for you maybe, for me it's like. I just, I'm trying to avoid feeling embarrassed as often as I can. I try to avoid that as well. So to be extra polite, I say, hey, I'm sorry, but I farted. That okay. Way, that way they're less surprised and they kind of laugh at me. They're like, why would you say that? But it's like, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. And you're also <laughs> just like trying to own. Brace yourself. Yeah. 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 I'm owning it so they can't turn it on me. That's, and that's yeah. very, that's, that seems like a very uh, common thing yeah. for comics. That was Cosby's strategy. So. Yeah. Yeah. On the rape. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Let's end with that. Final question. <laughs> what do you think happens when you die? I don't know. Did I still have Pete Holmes, too? That is also a Pete know. Holmes question. Yeah. yeah. He, the, he's a great guy. He started, he started, he was like, when we die, what happened? Like, he just like mm-hmm. kind of, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have an idea of what I, th- I think happens I think there is an afterlife. I think that despite everything I've been through and despite kind of how I am, I still do believe in uh, the divine. I believe in God. I believe that there is something beyond this moment in existence. And I do think that we do wind up existing in that place. But I'm also 
less inclined now to speak so certainly about it. I don't know, but I hope there is. I really do. Nice. Because it is, that's the element of faith, is hoping yeah. hoping something is real. Definitely. And that's I think that's it. And if there isn't anything, you know, okay. But either way, whether there's nothing or there's something after this, I think we should still be doing something meaningful with the time we have here. That's a great way to put it. Whether there's nothing or there is... Like, if there's nothing, okay, make right now really, really significant mm-hmm. and love people and care about them. And if there's something beyond it, well, you're going to get there when you get there. So make the use of the time you have here right now. It's like being stuck in traffic. I dig it. That's mm-hmm. a great answer. Fun fact, all my questions have been plagiarized. Uh, the other ones are from Short Story Long, which is drama. He's uh, Rob Deerdex cousin yes okay yeah mm-hmm. he has wrap-up questions nice so i just took wrap-up questions from two other podcasts because i'm a thief um i mean but they're good questions art art is really just plagiarism mm-hmm. yeah because my yeah. whole concept is is joe rogan's podcast so right which is also mark Marin, and... which is also skyler's podcast yeah. so yeah. it's more skyler's than it is joe rogan's mm-hmm. but skyler's is joe ripped rogan's, off so joe, like, joe rogan da, yeah. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da. yeah anyway i'm still myself so you are you are matt and you will always be Matt, mm-hmm. unless in 20 years down the road, when we do develop the technology to turn into black men, mm-hmm. you might not be Matt. I don't know. Would you change your name or would you still stay Matt? I'd probably just go with Clemente. That'd be a cool like mixture of, of culture. Yeah. No one puts Clemente in the corner or something. I think nice. that's a movie quote. Oh, you should have a shirt because it's called Clemente's Corner. Mm-hmm. You should have a shirt that says nobody puts Clemente in the corner. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen the movie. so I haven't either. I'd be faking it like those people that wear Jimi Hendrix shirts or mm-hmm. Bob Marley shirts. Like. Or Metallica shirts. Yeah, Metallica. Or Nirvana or mm-hmm. Sublime people or have, Deftones. People that have never listened to that genre of music are like, yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Name one song by them. <laughs> I've done that before. I had a friend with a Bob Marley shirt and he just laughed. He was mm-hmm. like, uh, <laughs> huh. Yeah. And My sister-in-law thought that Fall Out Boy wrote Thriller. How? Because they did a cover of Thriller. Oh, and it was huge in like 2005, mm-hmm. and we were like one one time we we're like Brielle, I'm calling her out. Brielle, <laughs> who wrote Thriller? And she's like, um, and she's just like she legit thought Fall Out Boy. And was like, no, mm-hmm. it's Michael Jackson. That happens with a lot of like uh, Motown artists because mm-hmm. they all covered each other back in the day. And I'm yeah. like, I thought this was Al Green's song. Like, no, it was The mm-hmm. Temptations. Yeah, actually, it was Sam Cooke. You know, and then that's because Barry Gordy owned all of it. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, here, just use this song. <laughs> Probably is what happens. Yeah, but they all—they're all great. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, there's a Johnny Cash song, "Rusty Cage," mm-hmm. is covered by Soundgarden. I want to say really, or is it? It's either Audio Slavers. I feel like it's Soundgarden because it's that older, grunge vibe. But I didn't know that it was a Johnny Cash song until like this year. Really? Yeah. I think it's probably like most people who thought that Hurt was Johnny Cash. Yeah, and it was Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. It's incredible. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. There's probably people who think, uh, what's that song called? That Disturbed covered recently. Sound of Silence? Yeah. There's, I'm sure there's a whole generation. That, that has no idea who Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah, there has to be. Which, like, no, I won't say that. I won't I won't, I won't. won't shit on Simon and Garfunkel. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. I was going to say, there's not much, but they've got some good, to- good tunes. Yeah. I, have, I like a lot of their songs. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on all the socials. You can follow me personally at Remy Todd, R-E-M-Y-T-O-D-D, 
or my and my band Native Crowds N A T I V E C R O W D S. What's your website that your music's on? Bandcamp. It's uh, nativecrowds.bandcamp.com. That's where I have it right now. I'm working on doing some Spotify stuff once I get more recorded and all of that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. What's uh? What's not good, Snapchat? What's a good wrap up song for you? A good wrap up song? Yeah. Um, off of my website. Or just uh, a song you like. A song that I like. Yeah, or you can be a song, your song. I'm going to play one of your songs as intro. Okay. I, um, I'll say, you know what I really like? There's a cover of Love by Churches on YouTube. It's one of my favorite versions of that song. And uh, the first time I heard it was the first time I think I'd ever smoked weed was when I heard that song. So I've, I just like had this spiritual that's, experience that's with legal, it. That's sir. Oh, I know. I don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I did at that point discover that song, mm-hmm. and I I love it now. All right. It's a we'll, good one. We'll wrap up with Church's cover, Kendrick Lamar, Love. It's beautiful. This is a good, I've heard this one. This is good. It's good. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Mics are off. Give me your arms on the money. There's nobody, no one to outrun me. So give me your own for my money Sipping bubbly, feeling lovely Living lovely Just love me Love me, love me Just love me Love me If I didn't
Feeling lovely 